Blog Talk Radio. Well, well, welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is your show, the one and only Five Stone Network. And uh, uh, the show we're going to have tonight is going to be open form. Y'all bear with me doing three things here at one time. Okay, let me just just give me one little second here. Okay, and again, I want to welcome every single one of you uh, that's been following the show since 2011 to another episode with Blog Talk Radio. This is the network, the Five Smooth Stone Network. And tonight we have an open forum, an open forum. What does that mean? That means you you can share whatever is on your heart tonight. And I know there is a lot on the hearts of the people, okay? There is a lot on the hearts and minds of the people. But more important, we want you to share what's on your heart tonight. Now, always good to share what's on your mind. <laughs> but anyway, this is Brother Seth, and I am going to be the host tonight for this open forum. And uh, we may be joined by some other guests, don't know yet. A lot of my friends are really busy. We'll just see. And I will be appreciative to whoever can show up tonight. Um, but maybe some others joining us. But tonight we're just going to be just kind of exploring so many things in the news, so many things in our culture, so many things uh, in our, and just, just, just in our minds. Like I say so often, there's a lot happening around us. There's a lot going on inside of us. And then there's a lot of things we are doing to others, uh, be it be under the influence of the Father, under the influence of the flesh, or other, under the influence of even evil spirits, unfortunately. So there's a lot going on with mankind. More important, there's a lot going on with specifically African Americans who we know now, one of the lost tribes of Israel, now found, I should say. So I just want to welcome every single one of you to this great episode that we look forward to tonight. I'm going to go I'm going to go ahead and play a song um that I think is going to be a blessing to many of you. And uh let's do this. Um uh, This song is by a lady by the name of Queen Alspellis N A I J A. I ain't going to even try to pronounce it. <laughs> N-A-I-J-A is the name of this uh, tune. It's called War Cry. I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of War Cry, and then we'll just come back and start this show officially. Um, but listen, I so thank every single one of you for, com- for, for tuning in tonight and uh, checking out again to see what your brother has to say. I'm just so thankful to the Father for another Tuesday. We're not well over, but we right over 400 years, 400 shows. Look at me, 400 years, I wish. But no, we're right over 400 shows, and I'm so thankful to what the Father is doing um, with this little engine that we call Five Soul Stones. I really am. I'm so thankful for it. And um, I hope you are, too. Many of you have been blessed. I've got many emails over the years just talking about the all that this show means to you, and uh, I can't thank you enough for those responses over the years. And y'all continue to keep the emails coming, and uh, and I'll talk more about that a little later on. But for now, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of War Cry. This young sister is uh, putting out a plea out there, and just listen to the words. We'll be right back, folks. Again, you've been listening to, or you listen to another episode of Blog of Five Smooth Stone on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Thank you. 
and that's all this is, just a war cry. Pretty much that's all this is, just a war cry to, um, and I mean by that, that song is just was a war cry out to the saints and to really the ain't saying, hey, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on around you. Like I said, all around us, brothers and sisters, all around us, things that we have no clue about, some things we have some insight about, and then some things we do know about around us. Again, things going on in us uh, that we're doing ourselves, that the Father's trying to do in us, that our flesh is doing in us. And then you have what's going on outside of us, and that is probably the most of what's going on is what's going on. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I said the wrong. I said the wrong. Let me say it again. What's going on around us, and what's going on in us, and then there's things that are going on through us, things that we're doing to others, things the Most High is doing through us to others, things that uh, we're doing to others through the efforts of our flesh, things that we're doing to others, unfortunately, through the efforts of evil spirits. So tonight, we just open tonight. We're just not going to hit any certain thing. I do have a, a few table topics I'm going to start out with, as I always do, and then many of you can chime into those topics, or you can just come on with anything that's on your heart. Um, I was going to do a show regarding young people, but I decided to scratch that and do something a little different tonight because a couple of the people that was going to contribute to it uh, was not able to make the show, so tonight I'm not doing the show about young people. I'm going to be talking about it. It's just an open tonight, like I said. But next week, we're going to be talking about young people, what they're going through, uh, how uh, in many cases, in most cases, the church has failed a lot of these young people. There's a misunderstanding among the young people and the and the church. Not all church people is tripping and greedy and all these things. And, and so the church has been put in the bag, uh, and labeled, and, and, dis- and, and discarded by a lot of young people. So next week, we're going to be talking about, for sure, the church and its relationship to its young adults. Very important show next week. But tonight, again, open form, whatever is on your spirit. Folks, listen, I just want to thank again every single one of you that's been following the show since 2011. I can't say it enough. I really, really appreciate it. I have to say it every single show, especially my bloodline family, uh, biological family, the, the Douglas Kennedy family, and all 15 states to appreciate your love and support. Okay? So just know that. If you missed last week's show, which was a very good show, I mean, we had, uh, we was firing all cylinders last week with Brother John, he kind of laid out last week, as well as uh, then uh, Brother Elishua and then uh, Sister uh, Eliana, very good show last week. If you missed out, folks, I don't know what to tell you, uh, so you can, um, the good news is you can tune in to uh, blog, uh, excuse me, google.com, go to google.com and simply type in blog talk radio five smooth song and you will be able to get that previous uh episode it was a black history special the name of it is a black history special and again brother john pretty much uh, laid out on that show just talking about various things in regards to history so-called black history we hit it from all angles um had a nice little turnout and uh, i um um just so thankful for those brothers and and, and sister who really made our uh, week uh, last Tuesday with those uh, powerful information that they delivered. Uh, Brother John uh, Clark talked about just all kind of angles, uh, all kind of angles of looking at black history like you've never heard. He did not take the traditional approach of 
naming all of the inventions and all of this, what John did was a little bit creative. He, he along with the guests and myself, looked at what true history is, true black history. Number one, we, we, we questioned the, the word black. We got rid of that, and we identified who these people were. We identified them past slave ships, and we uh, talked about the, 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 the sheer of disrespect even in giving us a month when most history is about dark-colored people uh, and, and, and especially these Israelites. So we just went deep into that and just really looking at black history like you have never heard it, I guarantee you. So simply go to Google, type in Faisal Song, and then A, Black History Special, and you'll get that show, okay? Again, you go to Google.com, type in a Black History Special and Five Smooth Stones, and you'll be able to get that uh, very powerful episode. And before that uh, show, we talked about Enlightenment on My Travels, where I talked about international and domestic uh, just powerful, powerful experiences. Powerful experiences on my travels. Y'all got to listen to that. I'm telling you, y'all, I, I promise you that that, again, still stands as uh, four of our most popular shows because people really could see the Father using me on these travels, uh, just like he have used many of you. So anyway, is what's, what has happened in the past, if you want to pull up any of our, uh, uh, any of our uh, 400 and over 400 episodes, please simply Google Five Smooth Song, Blog Talk Radio. All right. So listen, I always like to cover the purpose for a show and what it is and what it is not. But tonight, since it's open forum, it's very simple. It's open. So I can't. I don't really have a show description other than open forum. I do have a few things in my heart that I want to truly, truly get out. And uh, I'm going to start off real slow. We'll start off real slow with this and just kind of speed up as time goes on. If you have any questions or comments on anything I'm saying, please press 1. I'm not going too fast to hear what you're saying. I I can be interrupted. It's not a problem. I won't think it's disrespectful or anything like that. Uh, it's just a rule we have on our show where if you have a question, your question is more important than uh, what is being said at the time. And I shouldn't say it's more important, but it will be acknowledged no matter how important of a point we're making. And the reason why is very simple. Many of you just don't have uh, that much time. And uh, you're passing through, and we just want to hear what you have to say. So, again, welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio with the Network 5 Smooth Stone. I'm Brother Seth, and I may be joined by some other guests. We'll see. But let me just go ahead and start off by talking about a lot of uh, disrespect and hatred we have for the church. Okay, and I have to address this, and I'm addressing next week when we talk about young black males and and uh, this this disconnect between them and the church. And uh, probably after the next week's show, talking about young black males, with we'll the following we talk about just young black adults. But we need a show definitely directed to just the males, and I think so. I'll hit these 25 points that I'm about to share for starters in this open forum, and then uh, next week we'll hit it even more officially. And then the next week I'm going to hit it hopefully three weeks straight, at least when I have the mic, okay? But we, have, we will have guests on the next two weeks, just so you all know that, as well as tonight if they show up. So, again, I want to start off this open forum by talking about, uh, by, by sharing 25 reasons I've come across that is 
the name of this little uh, article I wrote is 25 Reasons You Can't Miss Church. Even myself at this point is kind of have a strained relationship with the church I go to. However, I still recognize truth no matter what I'm doing in my personal life. It don't dictate what I tell you guys I'm sharing with you what I've learned over the years to be the most important reasons to go to church. I am in the process of either mending what's going on with our church, which we have a doctrinal issue at our church, not the church I personally fellowship with, or I'll be moving to another church. So uh, if the pastor's listening, maybe you heard that for the first time, but I'm very serious. We have some some issues, and it's just that simple. Okay, Doctrinal issues is probably one of the main reasons people should be leaving. Uh, because people are people. They are fickle, and you're going to have these relationships with people. It's all there is to it. But So listen, folks. Check this out. There's a lot of people, a lot of people, especially uh, people that have come into uh, this whole he- uh, what we call Hebrew Israelite movement. But now I want to pick on the Hebrew Israelites tonight. It's, this is just people in general. A lot of people have issues with the church. So tonight I want to talk about some, some, some vital reasons to attend fellowship, be a part, be in love with the church, which is the people, not so much the building. I'll say church often tonight uh, as a place you go to, but in reality, the church is individuals. It is impossible, impossible, brothers and sisters, to attend church. It's just impossible. You, You can't do it because we are the church. So, just want to start off by saying that we are the church. It's impossible for you to attend something that we are. We are the church. We are the church. It's, it's, it's what was done in us by faith when the Father placed us all into one common um, identity in in the Son. We've been placed in Christ. I don't mean to get spooky, but this is the Bible. I don't know how else the way to say it. We've all been placed in Christ. we all been made one family through that posture, through that uh uh, one scripture said like this. I'm just stick with the scripture. It says, "We sit in heavenly places. Our true identity, our true identity, the Father sees us in heavenly places in Christ. Those of us that have believed the gospel and accepted and received the Father into our life. The Bible says, we, he that is joined to Christ is one. He that is joined to Christ is one. Are you joined to Christ? Then you are one with others, and that's what makes us a family. This is why we say terms like brothers and sisters in church. We are truly, truly, in every essence of the word, related by the Spirit, uh, if we are indeed born again. And I know I'm throwing a lot of terms. A lot of you may not know, but many of you do know. So I won't hit it too hard because I think most people know what I mean when I say born again. So having said that, bear with me here. Trying to get a little music in the background. Y'all know how I like to have it if if it's possible. So, let's see here. Okay, I already have a hand up already before we even got getting started. And so let's do this. Let's go to our the question um, already up. You know how we do it. Go straight to the phone lines. Uh, area code eight one seven three five zero. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I would like to know the city and your name, please. Uh, uh, this is uh, uh, Malachi, Brother Malachi uh, Reynolds from Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Brother Malachi. Uh, How you doing, Brother? 
Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Uh, how about yourself? I'll take the same. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I just wanted to uh, briefly say that the church, uh, uh, that you know, that uh, no matter the uh, the uh, doctrinal differences, you know, uh, one thing that a church provides is uh, uh, some type of fellowship, you know, uh, where we can at least have some type of accountability, you know. And I just wanted to say that, you know. Well, no, that's powerful, brother. And that was that was on my list of 25. So now we're down to 24 because this brother actually stole from my list. No, not really. <laughs> but, brother, you're <laughs> absolutely positively right, and that's powerful. And I know you got more reasons just that one, but that one is a good one. And, uh uh, I am saying this, 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 and I should have named this show 25 Reasons, but then people would not even listen. So some of y'all listening, you wouldn't have picked this show if I'd have named it 25 Reasons Why to Go to Church. So that's why we did an open forum and just thought we would talk about this. Among other things, anything on your mind, we don't have to be state, we don't have to stay on this topic. But this, this brother right here, Apostle Malachi, really nailed that. That was brilliantly. And I'm going to elaborate on what he was saying. You can just hang on the line, brother, if you want, or if you got to go, that's fine. But he mentioned fellowship, fellowship. I actually took that word he mentioned, and I broke that down to one, two, three, four, five reasons. So he just said fellowship. But more specifically, check this out. He's right. It's fellowship with your peers, you're missing out with fellowship with people of your same age bracket things, people that would kind of think along the lines you think along, that have that have been enlightened in some areas that can help you, that you know you're going to probably listen to because they're of your same age bracket and all that. So, folks, fellowship in these churches is major, 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 major. Major, major, major. Y'all worry about these pastors and the greed. Even if your pastor was greedy, taking money from the folk. Let's just say you went to a church like that. I'm not uh, uh, approving of his ways. I'm not approving of, of, I'm not saying he even is real. I'm saying there's other things you are missing out outside of that man and that little old money he takes because he's not going to get rich. He might drive a Cadillac or something. Okay, he might be getting a few thousand dollars. What is that compared to your spiritual growth and what Brother Patrick is saying? This healthy fellowship you have with people of your peers, people you'll be meeting, business cards you'll be exchanging. Uh, some of these people you'll get to know forever. You'll create relationships that will last for a lifetime. If not, if not best friends, good friends. Uh, you'll be able to fellowship over coffee or over how well you've won a fellowship. You know, meeting with couples, couples meeting couples. The blessings that come out of the long fellowship with people of your peers. Here's another reason the brother was saying. Here's another type of fellowship. Your elders, you're missing out with all those. You're missing out, brothers and sisters, those of you that don't, ain't still in church, of elders, elders, people older than you that have been, the, been down the road you're thinking about going down, and they went through this and went through that, and they can warn you of some very, they can save you years, years of pain. Years of confusion, years of anxiety by simply sharing their testimony in the in the in, in just right there on in, on church benches or in the church parking lot, 
and y'all worry about some pastor that's going to take a few dollars. You're missing out on wisdom, guidance, friendships even, with elders that have walked down the path. I know a lot of them is judging. I know, about, I know about the crazy elders, but I'm not talking about the crazy elders. I'm talking about the elders that would like you, the elders that would favor you. Everybody's not going to not like you. There's some people that's going to take to you. You're missing out on all those years watching somebody because he's trying to steal some money out of church. And I'm just, I'm assuming the church is led by a gentleman who maybe has some word, but he is greedy. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna go that make it that bad. You know that's not all churches. So if it's, if you got a good leader, then you really is missing out on the word and everything else. So the brother hit a, 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 a milestone with that. That's a very important uh, point. Uh, uh, elders, elders, elders. They can save you all. The scripture talks about their safety uh, among company uh, believers. Their safety. Their safety. Safety. Here's another thing you're missing out on, brothers and sisters. Again, I took what Brother uh, Apostle Malachi said, and I broke it down into one, two, three, four, four, uh, actually five categories. Listen to this. I mentioned your peers. I mentioned your elders. Now, here's another one. What about the youth that looked up to you? You weren't even paying attention to those little young ladies looking up to you. I'm talking about even if you're a guy. There's all kind of young girls see young guys that's, that's worshiping, and they learning from that. Young boys looking up to young men, and they learning from that. Or if you are a female, there's young females looking up to you, how you worship, how you talk with other ladies. You don't know them little girls looking at you, but they're looking at you. You don't even know you're a mentor, and you really are. <laughs> that's how they learn how to worship. That's how they learn how to, that's what they get their encouragement from. That's who they mimic. They mimic us. Older people. We, when we was little, we looked up at older people. Well, you ain't even there talking about the past going to take a few dollars. I'm telling you, the enemy has robbed us. This show tonight, y'all probably want to text this to uh, any of your friends and let them know, hey, Brother Seth hit it hard tonight, man. He he's on to something. Because I'm telling y'all, this is major, major, major. The enemy stole 10 years of my life. When I wasn't in fellowship, Brother uh, Malachi, and I mean, I missed out. I missed out years with people of my peers that I could have learned from, couples my wife and I could have went out and learned from, or maybe individual me and other brothers could have learned from. Years missing out on a relationship with elders. Years uh, depriving young people that w- was in those churches looking up to me, and I wasn't even there. Another thing, Brother Patrick, before I go on, Brother uh, Malachi, what do you think of Just share a little bit of any any feedback. Do you agree with with the things I'm sharing uh, with regards to uh, missing out on a uh, relationship with uh, those of your peers, your elders, and even uh, possible men- uh, uh, mentees looking up to you? Oh, you know, you're hitting it right on point, brother, because, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just not, I mean, you don't just get the benefit of hearing the word when you fellowship, but you get the benefit of uh, uh, being around uh, other examples of uh, men, uh, young young people looking up, for, looking for an example of a man uh, that has good morals, looking for a role model that, you know, they may not have it at home, but they may see it at church. Uh, uh, other benefits of fellowship and is, uh, uh, you know, you you may have problems trying to get a job. I don't know when I was young and 
uh, uh, because of the fellowship I was with, you know, uh, one of the uh, uh, elder brothers said, oh, okay, uh, see if I can get you on where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? So th- there's a lot of benefits. I mean, it's not just focused on the pastor. I mean, fellowship is, a, uh, uh, you know, there are uh, women in there for younger women to look up to, uh, 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 and, uh, you know, likewise with the uh, young men looking up for uh, your spouse may be there. Your future mm-hmm. spouse may be there. Exactly. So that's so. Uh, you know, there are a lot of benefits to uh, fellowship, and that's just you know what I experienced. You know, uh, even though I might have didn't agree with the doctrinal, uh, with the doctrines, but nevertheless, there were other, you know, uh, connections that I made. You know, and uh, that I still hold. I still hold some good friendship with people. Uh, from different fellowships that I once was a part of. You know. That's all I want to say. Well, we got another hand that went up. And Brother Malachi, remember when I put you on hold, uh, press one. Everybody listening, remember this. When you come on and you comment, after I put you back on hold, press one so your hand will go down because you may want to come on again and comment. So, Brother uh, Malachi, I really appreciate it, Pastor. I really do appreciate that. And you're welcome to come back on because I know you got that wisdom, Brother. Okay, so that was Brother uh, Apostle Ma- Malachi, always from Fort Worth, Texas. And I got another hand up, uh, area code 972. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment. I'd like to know your, the city you're in and your name, please. What's up, Brother Seth? This is John in Inglewood, California, not native <laughs> of Inglewood, but just here for the time being. Um, okay. Just wanted to call in and say uh, say hey to everyone, especially you, uh, you and Arlene, uh, Apostle Malachi, which is actually the perfect segue into my comment. <clears throat> well, brother, welcome um, to the show. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, uh, if you can, let me jump in here for a second. But it's good to hear your voice, sure. everyone. This is the gentleman that did the show last week where he talked about Black history and just took it down a road we had never heard. As while we contributed to it, brother Elishua, I, brother Elishua, Sister Eliana, and myself, y'all got to check out that show that brother John did last week. But here he is again, and I'm anxious to hear what you got to say, and I will share what you uh, convey to Miss Arlene. Please go right ahead. Thank you. Um, and, and by the way, that last show, again, I give those credits to my partner, Rich. Um, he's the one that came up with some of the, with some of these insights, and um, I just elaborated on them with you guys, as, as we always do. Um, but what I was saying is that I was saying, hey, to, Brother, uh, to Apostle Malachi, and I wanted to draw a distinction out. And again, you guys may very well not even agree with it, which is what we do at times. <laughs> At times, but yeah, I I met Brother Malachi, um, Pastor Chris, amongst others, at a quote unquote fellowship in Fort Worth. I extend to you the notion that to me that was no less church than church. There was two or three of us gathered together. The Messiah obviously was there because he said he would be there. Um, and we spend time edifying one another, speaking on various things. It absolutely is not the traditional avenue that a lot of churches take. But I now know these two, uh, these two people, and I'm still cool with these two people. I still have a lot of love for these two people. Um, when I went to a traditional church, and sat in a, a pew for, goodness, four years, four years. Um, I knew, and, and if you 
all are not aware of this. Anybody who goes to church knows this. People are creatures of habit. So even though you can sit anywhere, you better not sit in Miss Annie's seat. <laughs> it's a few folks, but Miss Annie always sits on that third row, like two spaces, one or two spaces in, because people will sit in the same places. Well, I sat around the same people for like four years. Okay. Only one person, only one person uh, ever reached out and spoke to me, um, and I got to know her name, and she got to know my name. And now, let me, let me ask you enough. something. Let me, let me, let me ask you because you're building, you're building. Let me ask you something as you go. I'm a little quick interruption. So. Now, you said no one reached out to you in years. Did you reach out to them? No, I'm okay with not reaching out. Okay, so so just just note that if you'd have reached out to them, it could have been a whole different story. But go ahead. I just want to know what happened. I just want to know that you tried to, because sometimes they're thinking the same thing you're thinking. Go ahead. Sometimes they're thinking the same thing you're thinking. My my statement, though, is not so much to um, throw shade on the church, but that same church had a Sunday school class, and I was part of that Sunday school class for the same four years. That Sunday school class, I have a squad that I'm still cool with today from that Sunday school class. My point, my point is this, folks. If for any reason you do not like the traditional church, start your own church in your own home. There's absolutely nothing stopping you from doing that, but do not utilize the shortcomings that we've seen in the uh, modern-day contemporary Christian church as a reason not to be a part of a fellowship. That fellowship is there for a reason. And when Paul said, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves, it's, I don't think it's because he wanted you to uh, go through the, uh, the, the various steps that you go through in church. He wanted you to be able to see the needs of other people or have other people see your needs. That's the main reason why you don't want to forsake the gathering of yourselves so that you can be a cohesive unit. And the one of the stronger units that I've had was when I was in Fort Worth on Friday nights with Apostle Malachi, Pastor Chris, Brother Seth, Brother Elishua, some of the other persons I don't remember their names, like Pastor Chris's uh, niece. You know, these we, we were there religiously for a while, and I enjoyed it. I looked forward to that. That, that I actually looked forward to that. During the week, I looked forward to that. And I kept up with Brother Seth and be like, yo, we, we rolling out. And so my point is that a, sm- a small group of five or ten people is just as much church as a twenty an auditorium of 20,000 people. As a matter of fact, I find it more effective, more effective. And that's the only point that I really wanted to make is that a church is what you make it. It's the people like you stated. And those people can be in the living room or in the, in the basement. Point, good point. Very good point, and very valid point, and very scriptural point. The only thing I want to say, and John, I want you to, I want you to comment on this. And um, brother Malachi, your hand is still up, so you might want to press one because you may want to come on later. But listen, brother John, this is what I want to say. I'm going to share these 25 uh, reasons, and I want you to really listen. Now, I think what you're saying is good. I don't. I, I, I think it's like a Chevy versus a Cadillac. If 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 you can hear this whole list, you will see that the more of us come together, the better. However, if two 
have in my name, the scripture says I'm in the middle. If we're serious and together in his name, he's there. That's what the scriptures say. The Bible does say forsake not to selling yourself with other believers. It could be two, it could be three, it could be four. However, when you get two people, like a couple, I don't think that's going to be the same. It could be if they're obedient, but most of the time the father, the husband is going to probably be lording over the wife, and she's not going to really tell him how he she really, he's not going to be accountable to her, she's not going to be accountable to him, there's going to be issues there, folks don't get along. So you can't go with just a wife or couple. I don't think it's going to work. Uh, as far as being accountable to each other, like Brother Patrick was saying earlier, Brother, uh, a.k.a. Brother uh, Malachi was saying earlier. So listen to this. This is very, very important. I would like, I don't know how long you can share, uh, how long you can stay online, but I want you to think about these I'm about to share. And tell me, now, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I do agree with you, and I recommend people do 1,000% what you said. Because that way you are scripturally and you are in fellowship. Again, the brother just said you can meet like we did and just have Bible studies. And we have some really different kind of Bible studies, y'all. Because we talked about world events, stuff that's going on right now in your backyard, in your house, in your, in your with your nation. Controversial stuff, very controversial stuff. We talked about the past, what happened in our backyard in the past, what happened in the backyard or in our village in the past. Why is the future, why is the present the way it is? We analyze everything with regards to our people, meaning African Americans. Our Bible study was tailored to what we go through in the real world, and you cannot get what we did on Friday nights in any church. I know we was at a church, but that's normally not the case. Most churches, this Pastor Chris was out of the box. So he's right. There was some powerful, powerful things going on. But here's some of the things that was missing from that Bible study. Now, I, I'm like him. It was one of my favorite things to do on Friday night. I couldn't wait to drive to Fort Worth. But listen to this, this list, Brother, uh, Brother John, and just tell me what you think. Again, if you have a pastor and he's decent, there are relationships that you're missing out on if you do not attend church. Things like, again, people your age, people of your peers, relationship you could have had. Uh, uh, if you was Brother John at that church, maybe you should have reached out more to others, and maybe somebody else would reach out a little bit more to you, like my wife. Uh, she is uh, what you call, Arlene is not one of those that's going to start up a conversation. I am. Well, if she sit beside me, that's fine. But if Arlene sit beside Arlene, they're in trouble because neither one of them probably going to start something first. <laughs> <laughs> if a Seth and a Seth sit beside each other, no problem. <laughs> if a Seth and a Seth sit beside each other, no problem. It's going to be up and popping, as you say. So my point is you got all these different personalities. That's another thing. The Seth personalities and the Arlene personalities, when they're in these churches, that's another thing. If you are an Arlene, you probably need someone that's going to be all vocal. And when you're like me, you're going to probably need somebody that may not be vocal. There's something for me to learn from 
the personalities like Arlene. There's some treasure she shared with me over the years about not always speaking your mind, not always, you know. So I'm not saying I'm, I'm off the handle, flying off the handle type of person. I'm just saying there is a blessing in being an Arlene. There's a blessing in being a Seth personality. There's a blessing in being a John personality. So my point is when you fellowship with these people at these churches under the banner of Christ, you can benefit even in your development with communication. I'm so, so serious tonight, folks. I cannot say it strong enough. I am so serious tonight. We have been just, we've been duped. We have been duped. We have been duped. And then the relationships you have with elders, um, of course, at our Bible study that John is talking about, we had elders. That was kind of rare. But... We had a gentleman in his that was ninety. My father was there. My biological father was there before he passed. He was like eighty-four. Uh, we had other. We had about two or three guys over eighty. So we had all kind of wisdom up in that Bible study. But most churches don't listen or have a platform for these older people to speak, and they're missing out on the blessing that comes with these older people sharing. Put a little, a little music in the background. Y'all know how I like it just for a little while till we get past this first hour. So listen, folks, folks, please hear us tonight. This is very, very serious conversation. Brother John has, and brother, for sure, Brother Malachi have struck an accord here with me, and that's about this fellowship, about this, uh, 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 this, this whole Bible study thing. So let me just say this, Brother John, to you. Getting back to the 25, I'm kind of rambling here. Another reason it's important, Brother John, and I don't know if we had this or not at the uh, at the Bible study, was the gifts of the Spirit. What I mean by that, there are certain times the Spirit will, if we yield to Him. I'm not being spooky, folks. It's as real as as you sitting there or standing there. There are times the Spirit will choose to use someone that is yielded to Him, the Spirit that the Father has sent to the earth. And it will manifest in us, and it will give a word, a show-enough word that none of us knew, an insight, and it'll be a blessing to the hearers. I, 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 I mean, I know I'm getting a little spooky for maybe some of y'all, but I promise you there's millions that testify of this. The Spirit will rise up in Brother John. And he'll speak a word to everybody. And it won't be something John created. It's something John put together. It's called a word of knowledge. The spirit. It'll rise up. Now, a lot of our study, we was looking at history. And and uh, we was looking at why the black man or the black woman or the black family go through this, that, and the other. Trying to put some solutions to it. But, and I'm not saying this never happened, but a lot of times the spirit will move. Because we're seeking the Father through seeking who we are and all of these things. He'll rise up in Brother Ellis, he'll rise up in Brother Chris, rise up in Apostle Malachi, who was there, and speak and say something. Well, if you're not in church, you won't get that. If you're not in the Bible study like we went to, you won't get that. If you're not, now you can get it with two or three people fellowshipping, but the more believers you have, the better, you know, because everybody's not yielded to the Spirit. So you want to have a lot of people. I know, I know it all. It ain't always about a lot of people, but I'm telling you, the more people, the more vessels he could possibly use. 
If it's just two of y'all, neither one of you is the other, you're in trouble. But if it's a thousand, I'm just kind of just pretending here. Surely there's somebody within a thousand members, uh, brothers, sisters, brothers and sisters, that the Spirit can speak through some kind of way. Maybe not fluently, but you can get a word out. Another thing is, uh, Brother John, is a word of, of, of uh, a discerning of spirit. Sometimes there's uh, spiritual warfare going on in somebody's life, Brother John, and when they go to church and they're around other believers and they get around that believer that's more yielded, the spirit can rise up in that individual and and, uh, and, and, and call out a spirit or not just call it out, so to speak, but just deal with it. Uh, know that a person is being under satanic attack and say, hey, we need to pray with this brother. And then the believers lay hands on him and, and, and bind the evil spirit or whatever. Folks, this is real. If you don't know about it, that don't mean it's not real. Y'all don't understand everything that's real. It's real. It's very, very real. And being off to yourself, you and your wife or you and a few friends, that can be good. But the key is, are you yielded to the spirit? Because if the spirit can't do, have its will, have its way in that fellowship, uh, we're not benefiting too good. The intellect can only take you so far. History can only take you so far. And so, Brother John, anything on what I'm saying so far? Any, any yeah, input? Yes. Yes. All of the gifts that you spoke of, the Messiah operated in as one person. Right. So, I guess, <clears throat> now keep in mind, this is not to say that I'm against or uh, opposed to what you're saying. All I'm saying is that even when it was just me, you, and Arlene having discussions in your, in your living room, there were times where I would feel the spirit rise up in me in that discussion. And, and, and um, it was just the three of us. And, it, it's, and I'm, what, what I'm not saying is that you start to run into problems once you get past 15. No, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that for the people whom have disdain towards the church, um, just go to a smaller group, possibly. Um, go to something more informal because it's still the church. That's really the only thing I was trying to, to, to uh, hit home with because even if you have five people, then one gift of peace and you guys are still hitting on all cylinders. Um, I believe there's five gifts of the spirit, something to that effect, or, Six gifts of the There's spirit. Nine, but I, I, I agree with what you're saying. The, 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 it's not Thank so you. much how many numbers you got. It's whether or not you yielded. But all I was saying Agreed. is the chances, if you go to a mall and you, if, if I say, would you take a chance on that house right there, how many people in that house being yielded to the spirit? Do you think more people is yielded to the spirit in that house? Or do you think there's more people yielded to the Spirit at that mall? Well, a mall has thousands of people in it. Surely, somebody there, the Spirit can speak through. In a house, there may be ten people. I mean, he could speak to all ten of them if they yielded. All I'm saying is, folks, I, we, we, we can't abandon the assembly of ourselves, as Brother John was saying. He was talking about the Bible study, which he benefited. 
That's totally in line with the scripture. And even if you find yourself at McDonald's, what happens if you're a sailor or something, you're out at sea, and there's only a few believers? It's all kind of people in those situations, people in other countries where uh, we're not allowed to express our faith, and it's only two or three of them. Uh, listen, the key is whether or not you yield to the Spirit as far as these gifts are concerned. But all I'm saying is we need those gifts from the Spirit. We need to hear from the Spirit. We need to benefit from the Spirit. So those of you that's really down on church, talking about the minister take too much, there's too many hypocrites, the church is like a hospital. Hypocrites are supposed to be there. Oh, yeah, where do you think he's supposed to go? Uh, what lie is supposed to go? Please tell me. Where adulterers supposed to go? Where the murderers supposed to go? What, they can't go to church? They supposed to go somewhere else? To the penitentiary? And where else? It's a hospital. So if you look across the way and you see somebody bleeding or cutting themselves, that's what they're supposed to be. The truth, the, the, the key is, is there a doctor in the house? That's the key. Else you ain't in no hospital. You're in something else. You're in a club. Social club. The key is, is there medicine in the place? The key is, is there nurses in the place? That's the key. And I believe at most churches, you're going to find doctors. It may not be the preacher. I hate to say it, sorry, ministers, but I, it may not be the minister. Maybe you don't know much. Maybe you don't know enough to be a good doctor. But I promise you, somebody in that church has the skills to attend to your wounds. Somebody in that church has the medicine, the proper uh, uh, prognosis for your problem, challenge, your mountain. I promise you, there's some nurses somewhere around there. Everybody in any church is not all bad. But you can literally die in some churches because the word is not there, medicine is not there, and those nurses that would be is been haven't been taught. My people do perish, the scripture said, for a lack of knowledge. So, um, I just want to go through a more of this with Brother John. I know how you are because you're a busy, busy man. Are you able to hang out a little more? I got about, oh, I got some more to go through this. Or you can kind of go back on hold or you can stay with me and I can cover some more. How do you feel? I'm with you. Okay. I appreciate that because I really haven't heard from any of our guests tonight. Again, Sissy uh, Eliana, I know she's doing some new things these days in LSU, if I can talk. He has some previous engage, a previous engagement he had. So, listen, folks, again, there's a lot of hatred. It's open for tonight. We don't have to stick on this topic. We do not have to stay on this topic. If anybody have any questions, I mean, you want to talk about the guy in the dress at the Oscars. <laughs> That's what, that's what I was wanting to talk about that for real, but not. I, it's so silly. I kind of didn't think it was worth my time. But <laughs> there was a guy in a dress at the Oscars. If y'all want to talk about that, we'll talk about that. Anything on your mind tonight, really? But this this right here has been on my mind for a long time. To talk about it next week when we talk about young black males and the disconnect between them and the church. I'm definitely going to hit the same 25. And then the next week following that, when we talk about the black family. Um, we're going to hit this hopefully again because too many of our young people, uh, uh, Brother John, is, uh, and I think Brother Malachi have his hand back up. I think, uh, uh, Brother Malachi, if, your hand, if you meant to have your hand up, uh, don't do anything. If you did mean to have your hand up, 
press one now so your hand will go down. Okay, so we'll give him a minute here. But Brother John is, is uh, millions of our young people. I have about 2,000 Facebook friends, and about 900, nine, about 900 of them is no more like 1,500 of them uh, are under 30, seem like anyway. And I promise you, 50% of them, I'm going to say 60% of them, have issues with the church. As a matter of fact, I want to play something, and it's got a lot of profanity in it. Now, I'm warning y'all, it has a lot of profanity in it. And uh, I'm going to play this, and I, <laughs> y'all been warned, so get your little kids out of the room, because this right here is vulgar, but you need to hear what this sister's saying. She goes up on some people, came to her uh, neighborhood, and they're praying. You can hear them praying. And I think it was around the Ferguson situation. And Brother Malachi, we're coming to you for that question. But, because uh, you may want to comment on this, this is why I'm going to this first, and then I'm going to come to you. Uh, Brother John, this clip is not only but a minute, but it is fiery. Y'all heard the F word about 15 times, letting you know that right now. But listen what this young person is saying as these sisters and brothers came to her neighborhood and they're praying. You can hear them praying in the background. And I want y'all to hear what this young sister is saying. When I say people are not trying to hear the church, when I tell you people hate the church, I'm not playing. These young people is done with the church. Listen to this, and Brother John, and then Brother Malachi will come to you here in a second. Check this out, folks. That church shit, nigga. That shit was never given to us. That shit was given to us when we was on the motherfucking ships, nigga. And now we still using the same shit that the motherfuckers enslaved us with, nigga. Fuck that church shit, nigga. Fuck that shit. Who the fuck is we praying to, nigga? A lot of us don't even know who the fuck we praying to. Fuck that shit. Fuck that church shit. I said it. That ain't our shit. That's they shit, nigga. We ain't had no motherfucking Jesus Christ, nigga. We had us. One people, one love, one God, nigga. No motherfucking Jesus. Fuck that shit. And then what? And then what? You are God, you are gracious. Touch us, Lord, and give us justice that this will not happen, that we will not have to bury another black man because of some violent cause. Let black lives be important and blue lives. Okay, folks, that was it. Okay, what do you think of that, Brother John? The, I wouldn't give that, it, for me, I wouldn't even give that the time of day. And the reason, the reason being is that that, to me, is somebody who's ready to go with the knuckle game right there off the bat. It's like you're not even trying to have civil discourse. However, that whole, that, the platform that she's speaking from, I've heard, I've heard it and I've dealt with it before. And the bottom line is, is that that platform saying that Christianity is a white man's religion. They gave us Christianity. That's not who we uh, were when we were quote unquote in Africa. Da 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 da. So on and so forth. I'm sure you you're, you're familiar with that with that uh, uh-huh. language. Well, to me, um, there's some degree of truth to it. That being the well, hold on, hold on a second. Right? Because you get you 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 dispelling the lie. 
and that's the solution. Let me just address something you said because you're building, Brother John. Next thing I know, you're going to be you're gonna be tearing down uh, those lies. And just before you do, let me just say some Brother Malachi, we come and see after Brother John. But really quickly, really, really quickly, I have got the comment for you, Bill. You're building a house. When you say I wouldn't give it the time of day, if I got a quarter for every time I heard at the church or some similar in a minute, I'm going to play a clip where God's saying in in less than five minutes, he goes to the ten reasons he can't stand the church. you got to hear what they're saying. It's millions of people. When it's one or two people saying like that, then that's when I say blow them off. But if you've got millions of young people and they're there and they really, really, really is there, Brother John, we can't ignore that. I ignore that. that. Let me tell you, they weren't at church. They were on the block, and the block—that's an entirely different uh, situation. They were on the block, and you can tell they were on the block. And she is—that is her block, no more than likely. And so, what I'm saying is that I I will not have that discussion right there. No way, no way. If if she wanted to have some type of civil discourse, cool, we could do that. Well, fact, yeah, yeah, you I don't, you don't sit there with her hollering like that. But I'm saying at some point you got to deal with her. She says, F it. That means forget it. That means walk away from it. That means I ain't thinking about it. That means it don't mean nothing to me. That's all F it meaning. Don't, don't get alarmed by some of y'all by the F word. Uh, that's all she's saying. That's all she's saying. To heck with it. Get it out of here. It ain't nothing. That's all she's saying. That's all she's saying. There's a little but bit more we gotta venom address in her Seth. anger. We gotta address her her Go ahead. Seth. Her utilization of effort wasn't that she was just saying forget it. There was venom in her statement. And all I'm saying is that that's not the well, type what was of person she saying if she wasn't saying what was she saying then? What did you hear her say? I, that's uh, what that's what I was just saying. And, what, the way she said it. it let me because it, it's hard for me to try and explain that without utilizing it. Okay, but what I put like this: it wasn't just f the church. But it was so strong that it's also f you too if you're a part of the church without giving any credence to the uh, character of the individual that she's dealing with, any type of integrity that they may have. Let's say that they made a mistake and they were deceived. It's neither here nor there in her eyes. If you're a part of the church, f the church and f you too for being a part of it. That's where she came from. Wow. Wow. Well, listen. And, and so, um, go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I want to let you finish or go, Brother Malachi. So, uh, oh, do want to hear what you're saying. You was not up. done. You was not done. Well, well, I'm done enough, and I can revisit it later. But Brother Malachi has been waiting for a moment. Okay. Well, let's go, Malachi. <laughs> then I want you to finish what you think of Brother John. I know you weren't done there. Okay. Brother Malachi, all the way forward, Texas. Uh, welcome back on the line, brother. What's, what's, in, your, what's in your spirit? Well, uh, I just want to say that uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, I hear a little noise in the background, Brother Malachi. That's going to come strong through on the on the uh, when we play it back. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I wanted to say that. Um, that uh you know that's a person 
you know, that's for, that's that's the voice of frustration, you know, uh, uh, you know that 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 recording you played that's just a voice of frustration and ignorance, you know, and and, and a lot of times when a lot of people act out in frustration, they say ignorant things because everybody knows, of course, that uh, 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 the first Christian nation was never in Europe. It was always in Africa, Ethiopia. You understand? So, uh, uh, but another thing I wanted to uh, inject in onto the platform tonight was, uh, I don't know if y'all, you, uh, Brother Seth, uh, Brother John, have noticed that how uh, the media uh continues to demonize and criminalize the black male, the black man, the quote unquote uh true Israelite black man, uh as a as a, a criminal or as a rapist. Uh absolutely. And, and and I don't I don't know if people have uh have seen this and, and there are some his historical significance to this too because during the uh days of chattered slavery and Jim Crow the so-called white man would always teach uh, the white his race that uh, don't mess around or hang out with those black men because they are rapists. And uh, while while yet he was going around raping the black women himself, and uh, we continue to see the liberal media continue to use this method to demonize and criminalize. Uh, I I. I I, I have to be suspicious about the Bill Cosby issue, and I have to be suspicious to to a certain degree even about the R. Kelly issue. And here's why: because the United States judicial system has lost all uh, moral authority to give any righteous judgment to us as a people. They have lost all moral credibility. And, 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 and I think it's up, up for us to judge the Bill Cosby's or the R. Kelly's because the, the United States judicial system, the same judicial system that oppresses us, we cannot look to that system to give us justice, even when dealing with our own. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Well said, Apostle Malachi. Uh, Brother Seth, I absolutely have to come on the heels of Brother Malachi. The reason why is this. Go right ahead. Brother Malachi, <laughs> He is so subdued that what what he is saying is huge. I'm a bit more animated and a bit more passionate, but Brother Malachi, he's very subdued, and and I wouldn't want anyone to think that him speaking very um, thoughtfully and in that subdued tone that that's not a big deal. The people in this nation have used the justice system, the, the Every system, the educational system, the the everything has yeah. been weaponized. Everything yep. has. That's the reason why, brother Seth, it, you guys have probably heard him talking about the uh, what is that? The thirty? Uh, what was that, brother Seth? Expo you have? thirty. Expo, Expo, Expo 30. thirty. There's almost nothing that's if it can be weaponized, they weaponize it. Our food weaponized. And, and everybody was trying to Saying again, 
Our food has been weaponized. Our education has been weaponized. My 40 ounce, weaponized. I'm up, I'm on to y'all though. <laughs> I'm on to you though. I say that jocularly, but everything has been weaponized. And so um, I, I am emphatically behind Apostle Malachi as it pertains to Bill Cosby and R. Kelly. The fact is that they may have done something wrong. I don't, I'm not saying they have it, but they are being singled out. And when we take a look at the people, there's there's people who do wrongs, and it kills millions of people at times. Or, for instance, Katrina. All these people die, and, and all of a sudden, um, it's kind of like, oh, I, I miscalculated something. It's like, what? It's like, you know, it's like just because um, a person is has done something wrong doesn't mean that they should throw the entire judicial system and the media system, as as Apostle Malachi was uh, speaking on. It, it, it's it's preposterous for them to try and stand in judgment of us. It's as he stated, they have no moral standing. And if I may, Brother Malachi and Brother John, and if I can just say this to everybody listening, remember, it has to be that way. It has to be that way. Brother Malachi, it has to be that way. If they told the truth about who we are, if they told the truth about what we really is doing, wrong or right, and told the truth about what they're doing, wrong or right, told the truth about what Africa is doing, wrong or right, told the truth about what it, uh, uh, um, Europe is doing, the EU, uh, wrong or right. If they told the true history, that would mean their annihilation. That's why most secret societies is in white countries. Nobody never thought about that. You don't think of Africa when you think of secret societies, but I want to make I want to go a little deeper. Secret societies just not uh, the big ones. Secret societies is on your job. Secret societies is in banks. Why do a lot of our white brothers and sisters have secrets more than any other people on earth? When you hear the word secret, you think of our white brothers and sisters, again, those in power, not the little guy that works, you know, uh, on your job. But then again, some of them are involved in secrets, too. You know why they need secrets? Because you can't rule telling the truth. So, yes, we have to be niggas, y'all, unfortunately. I don't believe that. The father don't agree to that. But in order to keep segregation... You've got to demonize African Americans. They used to say we had a tail. They used to say we had a physical tail. Everybody forget that. I'm going to say that one more time. They used to say in America that them niggas had a tail. I know it didn't stick long, but they used to say that. They used to, I remember a long time ago, I probably should bring it up on this Christian line, but they made us out to be animals. They 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 talked about us, and whenever there was physical difference in our in our physical makeup, they would say it was animalistic. They still said it to this day. That's why we can jump so high. That's why we do this. That's why we do it. Not flipping it around, flipping the coin around, and saying, "Why can't you jump?" 
See, nobody never flipped the coin around. Brother Seth flips the coin around. Why come you can't jump? Why come and for, for, for thousands of years y'all couldn't clap on time? I mean, why come your natural instinct was not even to be able to stay up with a beat? Why you have to go to school to, door to learn how to stick with a beat? I'm not putting that white. There's not no bashing no white. I don't do it on this show. I am only exposing differences to show you a very wicked system, brother Malachi, brother John. I'm telling you, we have got to be less than men if they lose their regime. It's just that simple. They have to lie. They have to change history. They have to burn down the libraries. They have to make Christ white. Are you kidding? You can't put no picture of no dark-skinned deity before humans. You can't do that. you got to change those images. Are you kidding me? You can't say how brilliantly our black people are. You can't talk about that third eye and that extra off we have in our mental capacity and infant, our infants stronger backs as, as infants, little babies stronger, our IQs higher. They want to make you think their IQ is higher. Go ask a doctor that's go ask a doctor that's not racist, a neuro, neuro, neurologist that's not racist. The truth. Tell them which babies are more healthy at birth. Tell them what melanated babies do versus non-melanated babies. Tell them who have more issues at pregnancy. I'm not talking about people that's on drugs. I'm talking about healthy people, black and white, who have the most issues. Tell them who have the most bone issues. That melanin is no joke. They cannot, they cannot, they cannot, they cannot tell the truth where melanin is concerned. That would be to their demise. But what they don't understand is it's not... They are not their skin. They are not their skin. They need to understand you are not your skin. It's okay for white skin to be annihilated if it's annihilated. If we we should love everyone. I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna go back to Brother Malachi. And I'm gonna let your Brother John comment and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, Brother Brother Malachi. That could be a, the new topic here. That was powerful. That Brother brought that on. But let me just say this. If if Martin Luther King Jr. said, brothers and sisters, if, if loving your neighbor, being colorblind, I think I'm going to take a break after this, and then we'll go to Brother Malachi afterwards and get his comments on this. But I'm going to take a break after this. i got to get something to drink, among other things. Really quickly, i got to say this before we take a little short little break, folks. Listen to this. If being colorblind, like Martin Luther King Jr. says, treating each other based on character, not color, if everybody forgot color, which we know is uh, what the most high we want, if being colorblind causes you to be annihilated, causes whites to disappear, of course, whites are not their color. They're Africans, too. We forget that. But if, 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 the, if, if love annihilates you, what preserves you? What preserves you? What preserves white skin if love annihilates it? Chew on that. That'll give you a headache for tonight. If being colorblind wipe out whites, if telling the truth about true history wipe out white skin, 
Again, it don't wipe out white people, the soul. They just won't have white skin. They'll be around. They just will be melanated eventually, all of us, if the truth reigns. So if the truth annihilates white skin, what preserves it? Go figure that one. Brother Malachi, Brother John, y'all came with a quick uh, break, and then we'll come back to you, Brother Malachi. Is that okay? Yes. Good. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Check this out. This is called War Cry. I'll play it at the beginning. Many of you missed out, so I'll play it again really quickly. We'll be right back, folks. Again, this is War Cry by Queen Nyaja. <laughs>
back, folks. Again, I want to thank every single one of you for tuning in to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the show, the Fosmoth uh, Network. This is the network, the Fosmoth Network. Let this little tune play in the background. This is called Ohio Warrior. I have some friends of mine. Well, not friends of mine. I have some friends that rush. I have a friend that have a friend uh, that moved to uh, Egypt. Hebrew Israelites that moved to Egypt in route to Israel. And uh, this is a little tune that they got out right now called Ohio Warrior. But uh, Brother Malachi, your line is now open. Brother John, your line is now open. We'll let this Ohio Warrior play in the background. But listen, um, what do you got to think of that song, Brother Malachi, before we move on? Oh, it's good. Uh, but John, what you think of that cry, that the war cry? I know they said Jesus. We know who they mean. We know the spirit of that song. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I mean, I'm a little different for real, for real. So, okay, that's interesting. What do you not like about war cry? Are we not at war? Well, yes and no. There's always going to be the spiritual warfare. And, and you know, that's something that contemporary Christianity, a lot of the evangelicals will bring up. But the real war, which is the day of the Lord, which is the annihilation of all the kingdoms that currently exist, that song doesn't do it justice. Um, to me, when one really takes into consideration that we, me, you, Brother Malachi, a lot, everybody who's reborn will get their glorified bodies, and our job is to bring down Babylon, the great harlot, the mystery mm-hmm. Babylon, and every all dominion, every every country that quote unquote has dominion, no more dominion. We're taking it all because that's going to be given to the saints. Mm-hmm. That's just a different song to me. <laughs> so, so her song, you know, it, it was to me it was cute. You know, War Cry. Heard similar <laughs> stuff at Or Roberts University, but I probably need something that's like Public Enemy. You know, X. You know, Exponent Five or something like that. I mean, imagine, imagine Israel, Israel going out to war with the Lord of Hosts leading them. And the singers going out praising the Lord, and y'all and y'all know y'all's God is with you. That's the type of song I need. If it's going to be a war cry, that's point all. well taken. Point well taken. I just know that there's a war, and I welcome anybody that's trying to fight. But you're absolutely right. It, it is more militant songs, and unfortunately, a lot of these young rappers they have that warring spirit, and oftentimes, if you can get past the f bomb, this, that, and the other. You can actually get that spirit of war, but they have no clue who the enemy is, what exactly. the fight is all about, how it looks when we exactly. win, how it looks when we lose, and they just have that warring spirit. They have a true 100% bonafide warring spirit. Just like on the other side, uh, our so-called, a lot of people in power, they for sure have a warring spirit. So uh, I know what you're saying. There's another, there's, there's levels of that warring spirit. I, I will say that, you know, in, in top warriors would be like Israelites fall in with them people went out and just. So I know what you're saying, brother. Point well taken. All right, 
again, folks, again, we are back with Five Stone Network. We have Brother Malachi with Forward Texas Brother John Clark in Inglewood, California. We have an open forum tonight. We're talking about whatever's on your mind. We've talked about several things. Uh, I want to finish up this list of 25 reasons you can't miss church. Church. I'm talking about even a lot of these churches, and I hope y'all don't go to these churches that have these ministries that, that are not good. But before you go not going to anybody's church, you may want to rethink about some of the things I'm saying that you're missing out on. That pastor don't spend that much time in that pulpit uh, with uh uh, even though he might be taking a few more dollars he don't need. It's not worth you not going, missing out on a whole bunch of other things. Believers, real, bona fide, red-hot, cold believers sitting beside you that goes there that may not know the things you know about the pastor, but that love the Father and that the Spirit can use to enhance your way of life like no other. And like I say, the more believers, the more chances of this spirit working through the, through them through the through the congregation but make no problem about it you can't have two or three people like john was saying and still have that same rule off that same spirit using you brother malachi go ahead with anything you were you was about to say or didn't finish saying before the break and then brother john you can finish what you were saying and then we'll just um We'll see which way the, uh, the road take us uh, tonight on this open forum. Uh, those of you on the phone lines, uh, please press one if you have a question or comment uh, about to our guests or, or on this open forum tonight. Go ahead, Brother Malachi. Um, I think I said all I need needed to say, uh, but some good topics, some good comments. Brother John, as you as well. Uh, but that's all I wanted to say. I'm just going to continue to listen. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to stay, or you want your line open, or you want to put you on hold? You can ride with us, brother. Okay. I'll put it back, back on, on hold. And I do appreciate you, uh, brother. Appreciate you, brother Malachi. Thank you very much for your input. And that's a very busy brother in the forward area. I don't talk enough about brother Malachi. One day we're going to have him on. He talk about his. Endeavors, uh, and he was just in a TCU area. I saw him on Facebook preaching to the students there, and I would like him to share that. Uh, I don't know if he can, though. Uh, Brother Malachi, if you can share what happened at TCU with the students there, press one if you're busy, because I know you got a lot going on in the background there. But whenever you can, uh, uh, Brother John, oh, let's go back to Brother Malachi, please, because Brother John, you're going to ride with me a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, but let me. Before okay, you do, okay. I do want to. Hold on, hold on one second, Seth. I do want to extract uh, boots on the ground, real world knowledge from Brother Malachi, because that woman who was berating the church and the people in the church, in my opinion, based on her language, only Brother Malachi would have been anyone who would have come close to it of all the people that I roll with because he's out there on the block. And so he's the only one who could actually speak on this uh, from a standpoint of how he actually deals with that, because I'm sure that there are some people who's going to roll up on him and his people and want to be contrarians, even though they really do not necessarily know Brother Malachi. And so when that, when the woman was going off in the way that she was going off, like if, if I was on the block with Brother Malachi, I would have to remove myself because there's a side of me that says, okay, 
is this is this really about to turn into a knuckle game here right now? I'd have to wow. remove myself because that's the way that type of of verbiage. That's the way I that's I can that's how I would deal with that. I'd have to go because she to me was only one provocation away from from locking up with somebody. That's all I'm saying. And, so let's let's go to Brother Malachi and let him cameo that. And for those of you that's just hearing Brother John, you don't know what he's talking about. Earlier we played a clip of a young lady saying after church, she must have said it 15 times, there were some believers that came to her neighborhood and they was praying and uh, just interceding for just praying. You can hear them loud praying and she was behind them saying after church. We don't worship no Jesus Christ. It was the white man stuff. We we came over here, one people, one God, and this is the white man, S-H-I-T, after church. And so she just went on and on and on now. We're about to go back to Brother Malachi who's on the street. This brother goes out with a bullhorn, he goes into all kind of neighborhoods that many of you would be too scared to drive through, much less get out and be somewhere preaching. But Brother Malachi is, is, is one of the voices and uh, probably the only voice. I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's the only one. I just always believe that there's always somebody else. It's just my thing. But uh, he's the only one I know of that I keep my eyes on that are out there in rough neighborhoods declaring African Americans are the true children of the book. And he was uh, earlier in TCU. I know everybody knows what TCU is, Texas Christian University, in that area, believe it or not. So let's go back to the phone lines and see what he had to say. I wanted to hear his take on uh, the, how he was received. But brother Malachi, your line is now open again. Thank you, brother, for coming back on. Uh, I just I forgot to ask you about that. TCU, what happened there? And what do you have to oh, about what John was saying? What do you have to about what John was saying as well? Uh, which one you want me to answer first? Let's go with Brother John Six so you won't forget him and then we'll talk about TCU. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, yes, uh brother John, I have uh good to hear your voice as well. Uh I have I have encountered uh quite a quite a few people over the years uh with that attitude. Uh, and uh 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 I mean brother I didn't you know uh to the point where somebody, you know, actually wanted to jump me. Uh, to the point where somebody uh, uh, pulled their pants down, uh, trying to mock, uh, uh, threaten. Uh, but but what I do is I just stand firm on the word and rebuke them, and uh, uh, and uh, I do challenge them. Uh, you know, when they get in that type of behavior. Uh, I just began to rebuke them for their ignorance. Um, Give me an example. Uh, do, Give me an example. Give me the verbal you tell them. The verbal. Uh, just like, uh, uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yeah, this, this uh, Rudy, I mean, excuse me, Rudy, uh elderly sister, woman, uh, I was telling her that we got into a discussion about uh the way a woman should dress according to the Bible. And uh, uh, she was, uh, got unruly. And I said, well, that's, you know, the reason why a lot of these young people are not are behaving the way they're behaving is because of your attitude. I mean, look at how you're dressing. And, and uh, she, uh, she like, uh, began to uh, turn around, back, and twerked, and, Dropped up pants, you know, uh, to mock me, and 
uh, you know, trying to dance like them young people. And I'm like, well, that's exactly where these young people are getting it from. You know, uh, so I, I said the Bible says that a woman should be uh, dressed modest uh, and that the older women should teach the younger women how to be wise. But instead, you're teaching them something negative. You're teaching them how to be uh, uh, unruly, I mean, unruly, you know. Uh, and uh, then she wanted to run up on me. Uh, but I, but I told her, I rebuke you, uh, and uh, then she just ran off, you know, just just blabbing in her mouth. And uh, another case was I was on the west side. Uh, this lady uh, came up to me and said, uh, you, "We don't want to hear all that. You ain't coming over here. This is the west side. This is the west side." And I said, "You better keep your distance, because if you come um late, I'm gonna take you down. You understand? But uh, I'm gonna come back out here, and I'm gonna preach this word." Because this is what you need, and you're intoxicated. You understand? And uh, and that happened about two years ago. Uh, and then there was a man who was telling me that I didn't need to be out there uh, preaching, and uh, he said I need to be done in the church. And I think I read to him Isaiah 58 and one. Uh, and I said, well, everybody don't go to church. I'm out here in the marketplace because I know you got to go to the store. So you're going to hear this word, whether you like it or not, just like I got to put up with your foolishness in the hood, whether I like it or not. So you're going to put up with this righteousness in the hood, whether you like it or not. So, uh, right. and, and then my team, my team, we, uh, we know how to handle people. Uh, uh, some of the, some of the guys you see on the camera, some of them you don't, uh, but we set up like a, a, a perimeter. Uh, and, uh, so we know, uh, we read a person's body language as well. That's one thing that we do. We read their body language. The camera is not to just put on a performance, but the camera is to act as a security camera, just in case somebody want to call the police on us. Because uh, we have had we have had some some people to call the police on us, brother said, uh, plenty of times. But uh, just in case somebody want to say, well, they out here threatening people. And then the police come, and I say, who said such and such? And then the police tell them, well, they said they got it on camera. Are you sure? Because if, if you lie to me, I can I can give you, I can arrest you. And then they'll back off. So that camera is like a security thing to protect us from being falsely accused. Because some people will, will want to lie on us to get us off the block. Um, powerful, powerful. But, but, but uh, on the other hand, Go ahead, on the other hand, Okay. On the other hand, just like at TCU yesterday, which was our first time going out there to dialogue with the students, uh, we got really good feedback. And uh, sometimes we get more good feedback from people other than our, our color. I mean, you know, I've even had businesses that come out and say, oh, I'm glad you guys out here because a lot of crime and prostitution and drugs be going on out here. I'm glad y'all out here. We have had people bring us plates of food, bring us something to drink. Uh, uh, we have even had people to give us money to the ministry. And I'm talking about white people. Right out there in uh, TCU, we had uh, people other than blacks come up. We had blacks come up, too. We got some people that's con- that, that committed to coming out. Uh, we passed out flyers. Uh, it was a good feedback. But and, we also and, and got Hispanics. Say, let me, let me, hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on, brother. Yeah. Because uh, I keep getting people popping. I keep having to repeat this. What we're doing is we're just talking to, this is open forum, folks. We're talking about various topics tonight. Various topics tonight. Right now we're talking about brother, to brother Malachi, uh, a.k.a. Apostle Malachi. He goes out on the streets in rough neighborhoods to 
declaring who we are as a people, the Israelites, the Hebrews, and he is has a bullhorn, nice speaker set up, he has a camera, and they go out there and they are talking to people and they get kind of rowdy with them. He's just I asked him about the TCU area because I know it's a college area, and he's finishing up about the TCU area. Then Brother John and I are going to finish uh, talking about uh, either what Brother Malachi is talking about or how you open the whole things about the black man being targeted, why he's targeted. So as well as these 25 uh, reasons you can't miss church, these two topics are on the table, but there can be other topics on the table as well. This is open forum tonight on the Five Foods Zone Network. Go ahead, Brother Malachi. Uh, and just to briefly end it, uh, but uh, it was it was it was a tremendous success. Uh, not only did we have blacks come up, but we had blacks to commit to coming. Not only that, we had uh, 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 other people like white uh, Hispanics come up to. We uh, uh, yes, we had some Hispanics Hispanics come up too with a Bible, uh, uh, and uh, it, you know it. It, it was no, uh, we didn't get no negative feedback out there at TCU. It was a, we was well received. Matter of fact, we're going to try to go back out there next weekend. And uh, overall, throughout my years, we have gotten, I would say, overall uh, good feedback. And uh, especially late, lately, Brother Seth and Brother John, for the last two months, literally, literally, we have been overcrowded. Literally taking up about two rooms and a half, and we be getting new people in almost every week coming as far away from Dallas and Plano. Wow! Uh, so uh, it's it's wow. Uh, uh, but yes, but overall the outreach, I love it. Uh, we get a lot of feedback. Like I said, we get people come up and give us uh, come up business people appreciate us. Uh, uh, so it, you know, I love it and. Uh, it's good, but but every once in a while we get somebody like like he said uh, that would cuss and uh, well, act a fool. Well, we'll, we'll focus on we'll focus on the good. I like that two rooms being filled. But listen, remember this, brother. I'm going to brother John because I know he got always something. Brother John is firing away tonight, just like yourself. But I want to remind you of something. Remember, I told you this is the Bible Belt. This is the Bible Belt. This is not East Coast where people are more open-minded. These are some very religious people in this Bible Belt, and it's going to be hard to get them breaking away from people like 50 over. I'm just being honest. Okay, people are 50 and over. A lot of them are just stuck in their minds. They, 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 some of them are, are thinking about going home to be with the Father, and they are not interested in changing to nothing. Then even if you show them there was no Jamie Hebrew, they're going to keep on saying Jesus, which we, we recognize who they talk about. And, we, we, and I'll play Jesus songs. Probably we'll play some more tonight because we know who they are calling on. But these young people, on the other hand, are researchers, and if you show them the truth, they'll respond. It's, more, it's, not, more, it's not even that important. It's how you pronounce, as in how you live your life, unto this, 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 to the Son of the Most High. Okay, so listen. I appreciate that, but I appreciate all that you do. And remember what I told you. I said I have to say. Remember that I said to you in the Bible Belt, it's going to be slow starting, but there is no reason your assembly, your fellowship, the fellowship you reside over as their local leader, should not swell greatly because this right here is of the Most High. Uh, taking a people, pointing them to the Most High, but using the tool. It's just a tool. Our ethnicity is just a tool. 
important of who we are in Christ. It's more important that we get in Christ. And it's more That's important right. that we walk in Christ than our natural identity. But make no qualms about it, brother. What you are out there preaching will make all the sense in the world as to why African Americans are in the situation they're in, why we came here in slave ships, why we are at the bottom of every single aspect of life. Uh, it will just answer the question. The Hebrew revelation will answer the question of who we are, why we going through what we going through, and it will show a love that the Father has towards this supposedly dysfunctioning people. It'll it'll show us in a different light. And until you hear this message and accept this message, you can be in Christ, and that's most important, ten thousand times more important. But you're going to have a weird relationship with African-Americans, including if you're African-American yourself. You're going to have a, a weird relationship with each other because it is no secret. There's something wrong with us. It's, it looks like something is very wrong with us until you find out, no, nothing is wrong with these people. They're just fulfilling as a nation curses set forth in Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26, and other parts of the Bible as a nation, but individually, of course, we know that don't work if you're obedient and you and your household, but I'm talking about what's going to be up on a nation. So, brother, you're doing the right thing. Just know you're going to grow. I expect you to grow. I told you that a long time ago. You, you just, just, you're going to look up and you have hundreds of people following you, and you don't want to do it for that reason. I'm just saying I know people. They want truth, and they're not going to get in a lot of these churches. They're just not going to get it, brother. So, but Malachi, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to go to Brother John. Any last questions or uh, uh, comments briefly? Oh, no. I just want to let you know that I, I do appreciate you for uh, encouraging me and uh, and uh, you, Brother John, as well. I hope to see you soon. I miss uh, the fellowship, and I hope to see you soon. Uh, shalom. I continue to listen offline. All right, Brother. Shalom to you. Okay, folks, and again, Brother John, uh, any comments on what the brother was just sharing? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I got comments on what uh, he just shared because it takes a certain degree. It, not anyone can hit the streets. Not anyone can hit the streets. Um, yeah, rough. And ever since I've known Apostle Malachi, that's what he has done. Um, now, keep in mind, it's the weather's all nice down there in Texas half the time, so I mean, I'm sure that's no, cold. Not lately. Uh, not, not, no, no, not lately. You're in California. It's cold down here from time to time. I know. I'm just playing. But all kidding aside, man, big props to uh, Apostle Malachi and what it is that he's doing and staying faithful um, to what he's called to do and dealing with the people uh, in such a way that. If he had had an altercation, I'm confident that he would have stated such, but he has maintained in such a way where he's been professional out there in some hostile territory. And so, yes, yeah, yes, I yes. just got to – the matter of fact, I will say this, the which I'm not even sure if Brother Malachi knows this, but I know that uh, Ella Shua does, and – and I may have even told you, Seth, but I can remember first going to the um, the uh, the meetings on Friday when we would get together. And I remember the first time me and Brother Malachi were, were, were speaking, we, we were contrary on some given point. And it was respectful. You know what I'm saying? We just had a we just saw things differently. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, and we you know, at the time, we probably had about 10, 15 people there. And we went on. 
And um, we subsequently moved to that smaller room, and we would talk back and forth about whatever the case may be. And the thing that I really liked about Brother Malachi is that he is not stuck in his opinions. He, when he hears truth, he'll recognize it as truth. If he's uncertain of something, he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he doesn't push a platform. Um, he doesn't push a platform that's contrary to truth. If his platform comes face to face with truth, he'll normally sit and, and just analyze and consider things, which is what I do. I'm like, if, if someone says something that's true. That's hard for any leader to do. People don't do that. I know. I know. And, and so that's the reason why I'm taking this moment to just give him uh, 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 props because that is a humble thing for a leader to do is, and, and, and to take things in and to listen and then to morph into a more potent leader because truth is <laughs> there's nothing more potent than it. And I, and, I, and, and, and I really, 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 really appreciate the brother. He don't know that I do. I mean, because I'll be always talking to him real quick and moving, blah, 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 blah. But I appreciate what he's doing. Listen, folks, i got a, a clip coming at y'all. Y'all think that first clip was something, the F clip, where the ladies curse like 15 times? Wait till you hear about what I'm about to share like right now. It's going to be a little bit more uh, intelligent. This gentleman is coming after y'all church people. Brother John, I would nearly pay money to get your response to what you're about to hear. Check this out. Check this out, and we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Church of Fuck You. I'm St. Patrick. Well, I've done a video before called The Top 5 Reasons People Hate Christians, and while I really like what I said in there, um, the video is of such poor quality that I decided to do it again. And I figure, hell, if I'm going to do it again, I might as well add some more shit to the list. So now, it's the top 10 reasons people hate Christians. Are you ready? I'm going to try to keep this fast because I don't want to have like a 20-minute video. So, let's go. Number 10. Check this out, y'all. Ridiculous proof. Now, we've all seen people or talked to people who say the most ridiculous things as a way that their God, you know, as a proof that their God is real. They'll say shit like, well, who made the trees? Or, you know, who, who made the sun come up? Well, actually... The earth is rotating, and by the time it gets to a certain point, it looks like the sun is rising. But in all actuality, the earth is rotating into the position for you to see the sun. Which brings me to number nine. They completely reject logic. Any logic that you can bring up as far as the Bible or Christianity or why there would or wouldn't be a God, they completely ignore it like it doesn't exist because all they have is their faith. It's so irritating to talk to anyone of faith, and they completely throw logic out the window, because how can you have any conversation without logic? Number eight, they insert God into every crisis. I don't care what it is. If it's a windy day, if it's an earthquake, it's a tornado, whatever, it's always, well, this is God doing it. Now, I'm not saying all Christians, now let me throw that in there. I'm not saying all Christians on all these, but there are a huge portion of Christians that perform these acts, and it's fucking irritating. Stop throwing God into everything. It's not making people believe. It's just making people hate your version of God even more. Number seven, the double standards. It's amazing how they can do something, but you can't. You know, they can curse, but if you curse, oh, you're going to hell. If they curse, oh, well, I'm forgiven. Really, people? I mean, can we have just one flat-out line of, 
whatever you're supposed to do and not do. Stop this double standard bullshit. Number six, they are extremely arrogant. It kills me to know in how Christians act like their life is so much better than yours because you have God. I'm sorry, because they have God. They act like they are ten times better than you, even if they have nothing, even if they amount to nothing in life. They're just better than you because, you know, they have God. And they look down on people. And, again, I'm not saying all, but some Christians actually look down on people because they have God and the other people don't. And they have this smug-ass attitude like, I'm better than you. From all of us to you, fuck you. Fuck you and your version of God that you believe in, okay? You're not better than anyone just because you le believe in some mystical creature in the sky. Number five, ignorant. There are so many Christians that have no idea what is going on in the world. But even worse, they have, there are so many Christians that have no idea what goes on in their own religion. It is, it is mind-boggling how so many people can believe in something, but they know nothing about it. They just know like four or five verses, and that's it. That's the extent of their religion. It's just, ignorance is bliss in that world. Number three, they are completely intolerant. Now, again, I'm not saying all, but there are some Christians that are very intolerant. And either you do it their way or you're going to hell, you're a piece of shit person, you'll never amount to anything, they put you down, they treat you like shit because you, they don't agree with your lifestyle. And my whole thing is live and let live. As long as I'm not hurting anybody, why, why would you care what I do? The same way with other people. If they're not hurting anybody, I don't care what they do. If some person likes to sit at home and look at goats butt naked in the shower, who, who the fuck cares besides goats? I mean, I, don't, I just don't understand how they are so in everyone's business and dictate everybody's life off their own choice of morale. Number two. Again, I'm sorry if I'm rushing, but like I said, I want this to be a long guys video. Number two, they don't even follow their own beliefs. Jesus say help the poor. They don't help the poor. Jesus say help the sick. Jesus say help the orphans. Jesus say, you know, do all these things to help people in life, and yet they do nothing. They sit in their, their houses, and they just bash and put down everybody that comes across their path. And again, I want to keep reminding you, I'm not saying all Christians, but there are a lot of Christians that do this shit. They don't even follow what Jesus say, yet they want to go around and dictate and try to impose on everybody, like, everybody else's life to follow what he says. How about you try that shit first? How about you show us what a quote-unquote good person is supposed to be, and then maybe people will start following suit. But you being an asshole, you get no one to join your little organization being an asshole. Try following what Jesus said, perhaps. Number one reason, and this is, again, my personal one reason. They force their religion on everybody. And that is so fucking irritating. Stop trying to impose your will in government, in schools, everywhere else. Stop trying to impose your will on what you feel the moral standard or the moral code should be. Because if we go off Christianity for, what, thousands of years of killing people, of raping people, of putting people as slaves, of, oh, can we even go to the Catholic Church and them raping children to, you know, bishops down in Georgia or whatever the hell he was, molest, you know, raping little boys or molesting little boys. I mean, do we even want to go there with the moral code as far as, like, who has the better code? Please stop enforcing or trying to enforce your bullshit-ass rules on the rest of the world. We don't want Jesus. We don't care what you feel like your Jesus is or does or whatever. Keep that shit to yourself. If we want to join the clique, we know how to get in. It's not that fucking hard because they let a lot of stupid people in. So please, keep it to yourself. 
All right, man, that's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is St. Patrick. I'll see you later. So you're gonna you're gonna do production stuff, but on a one-to-one conversation, the the only thing that I can say that I'm somewhat appreciative of is that he several times took a moment to say, now I'm not saying all, but 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 the thing is that the way he stated it, it's almost as if it's most. And to me, I've dealt with Christians, and I'm talking about Constantinian Christianity Christians, and. I, I, I emphatically disagree with his position. However, I can take that point, and I'm gonna tell you exactly how it went down, when it went down. At ORU, they have a college weekend where they have people, students, prospective students, come and they stay with you in your in your dorm room. And so we had two guys from North Tulsa. For those who don't know, the division in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is. North Tulsa, predominantly black, 
South Tulsa, predominantly white. ORU, this college I went to, it was nestled neatly in South Tulsa, predominantly white. So these two brothers are matched up with me and my roommate, Pat's from Chicago. <laughs> and they come in and what they thought they were going what they thought they were gonna do is basically come post up in some unsuspecting Christian students dorm and just run ish. Little did they know. <laughs> I'm like I told them from the square, I'm like, look, if what you thought was that you're going to come up in here and now you're just going to run stuff. You are emphatically wrong. This is my room. I run this. And if, if you can't get down like that, you'll find another room. And, yeah, I'm a Christian, quote, unquote, but I ain't having it. I can tell you that part. And it's all right, all right, all right. We was cool. We ended up doing, you know, going to the gym. And that's the last place they should have went to because my basketball skills were just impeccable. And, and everybody respected me on that court. When I walked in, court one was my court. It, it, was, uh, it was ridiculous. So, so by the time we got back to the dorm room, after we went to the cafeteria, we eat. Two of my other partners, Rich, who I'm here with now in Inglewood, and uh, Kevin, my partner from Mississippi, were all in there. And these dudes are just basically going in on Christianity and, and this is that, the other. I didn't say anything. I just kind of sat back. They went in for 45 minutes going back and forth about trying to prove this and prove that, this, that, this, that, that. And I, after about 45 minutes, I stopped and I said, uh, Pat, me, uh, the one guy's name was Damon. I forget the other guy's name. I said, listen, I ain't got nothing to prove to y'all. All I know is, is that the God whom I serve is a real God, and he's here now. Do you want to be down or not? Because I ain't trying to prove nothing to you. And they both got quiet, and they both nodded their heads. And we both we led them to uh, to God that night, and it was such that wow. three years three years later, one of them came back and found me. They was like some one of my friends came and got me. He's like, "Yo, somebody want to holler at you?" I was like, "Who?" He's like, "I don't know. He just he's not he's not from the uh, school." So I came back, and it was one of them, and he just came, gave me a pound, gave, you know, gave gave me a hug, told me what was going on in his life, told me what was going on in his partner's life how his life had changed that day. And so the bottom line is that that dude is more than welcome to hold that position. But I don't have time. I don't got nothing to prove to you. I have nothing to prove well, to you. Well, let me say this in defense of that guy. Now, you had, you met some people that was coming up against you doctrinally. This is more not more no, doctrinally. No, 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 no. This wasn't doctrinally. But what I'm saying is this guy that. really had something to say. Hear me out, John, for a second. This gentleman really had something to say. Some of us do shove it down the throat, whether or not we're right or not. Let's just say we are right. We shove it down people's throat, and we're right. We do know the Father. He is real. His power is real. We shove it down people's throat. That's true. Maybe you do, Seth. I've never done that. Not once in not, my life. Not, 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 not. It's not about me and you. We're talking about millions of people. We're talking about America. We're talking when about you say we, we, who are you referring to? When I say we, I'm talking about we as believers. Not you, not me. Maybe some of these things affect us, maybe not. But I'm not talking about us two on the line. We got, we got a whole lot of listeners out there listening. And they'll be listening to our What I'm trying to say is this. This gentleman said a lot of things that Christians do every single day. I mean... This is what I'm trying to say. This is the big disconnect between our generation and this younger generation. Just like right now, we're acting like 
that's not true what he was saying. Everything he said is true. Let me talk a little fast. Let me slow down a little bit because I, I didn't mean to say that. Thing he said is true. He's deceived in a lot of those areas. But some of what he was saying, you can always find some Christians that is doing that. For instance, he said you force your will. People do. They shove it down your throat everywhere you go, Christian, Christian. And they, they, we are like that. I, I'm not you and me again. Please, let's not talk about us. I'm talking about there are people that that do. Okay, he said they don't follow their own beliefs. Of course, that's true. <laughs> uh, those of you that clicked on a link to listen to the show, you remember it's ten o'clock. You have to call the phone line right now at this time. You're going to be disconnected. The phone number is that you have to call if you clicked on the link. If you call the phone line, don't move, don't don't hang up because you won't be able to get back. And this phone line is full. I mean, tonight we have a big turnout. The phone number is nine one four two zero five. Five five nine zero nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. He said they don't follow their own beliefs. That's true. We talk about love. We talk about not judging it. We do it. But 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 so again, you, the church is a hospital. Come on, man. Oh, huh? What was that? But, but here's herein lies the issue. When you uh, say no. that he's he said that they, the they, is making a blanket statement. That even he took the time to say, I'm not saying all. Well, all I'm saying is that I'm not e- not even the majority do that. When you take out a radical Islam type of person, and now you want to ascribe that to all Muslims, it's not. It's just not. Even if you have okay, three percent, it's John, not fair. I think I said it wrong. Let me rephrase it because I think I think we misrepresent this guy. We are believers. You and I have had some of these same conversations about some of these same things this young man said. He might be using the F word. He may be saying S-H-I-T here and there. But let's not let these profanity get away from what believers say every day at church themselves about their own church. Pastors ain't preaching what he's living, what he preach. I think what the young man is doing, he's letting his hurt dictate his life. Instead of looking at the vast majority of believers that don't do stuff, that's why he kept having to say not all believers, because he knows it ain't all. But it's those ones that did do something to him. This is where I say he is deceived, because it is not every Christian doing this. We both know that, and everybody listening know that. But what I'm trying to say is, We've got to own up to the fact that we, a lot of us, are doing some of these things. It's not all of us. It's not most of us. You are absolutely right, John, and thank you for that clarification. But what I'm trying to say is a lot of our young people, it's not playing. A lot of them do want a relationship with the Father, and they have been judged by the church by what they wear, and um, and uh, we do feel like our life is better. Something I want to address, he said, he says, I'm not hurting nobody. Do those young people listen to this show tonight because a lot of young people will listen because I, I deliberately targeted young people, and I know they're listening. To, to those young people that say, when I'm out here practicing my homosexuality, y'all judging us, blah, 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 blah. It's not that it's like John said. We're not, it's not all of us, and it's, 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 it's what you call conviction. Y'all are falling under conviction just like we do when we sin. You're falling falling under something called conviction, and, and no matter how much we say we love you, you feel like we're judging you. We're judging you. We're not judging you. We're judging the sin, and you're just feeling convicted. And you're feeling so convicted, you're firing back at the church. And it's it's not, like John say, it's not all believers. I just want to say this to you when you say, 
young people when you say, I'm not hurting nobody with my homosexuality. I'm not hurting nobody with me dressed this way. I'm not hurting as the Oscar gentleman wore dress to the Oscars. A male black man wore dress to the Oscars. I'm not hurting no one. You are hurting someone. You are hurting, if you're on TV, you're hurting millions because you're in... You're feeding something in a lot of males that's not right, that's not godly, and they're going to go and mimic what you're doing. You're setting a trend. People are looking up to you. There's people weak in their state. They're weak, they, 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 and there you are giving them ideas. And, and, and when you when you say things like, you know, just out there saying, F the church, F the church, you're saying I ain't hurting nobody. Well, you're hurting people when you say F the church because somebody been hurt by the church, they're going to tune into that video, and they're going to hear you say F the church, they're going to feed into what you're saying when, like John say, so brilliantly, it's not all of us. It is not all of us. Um, but John, I can't get over the fact when he say we insert a God in every crisis. Um, uh, the way he used that, he said the double standard. We do have double standards. A lot of us, not all of us. Uh, things are better because we're saved, and I do think things are better because we are saved. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I think the brother's bitter, but at the same time. We can't, as the church, say, oh, he's just crazy, look over him, I ain't going to entertain him, because too many young people feel like that. And next week, brothers and sisters, we're going to have on some African-American males. I know for one, uh, uh, we're going to have one gentleman on, and he's going to sound like this brother right here, and he's going to let you have it. He's going to tell you his pain. He's going to tell you what he went through these churches. And then we'll have somebody in the studio saying what that gentleman just said. So this is not nobody that's just... Lying. This man is out here spewing hate for the church. Do you understand what I'm saying, John? Absolutely. And he has a right to do that. <laughs> but like I said, for me, my position is do you. I'm not trying to prove anything to you. It's like if you feel that out of all 10 of those things, it's not likely that one person exhibited all 10 attributes. He probably picked and chose those attributes across different persons. And, and, and that's fine. If you want to build your facade out of various aspects of different people and then put that same facade over all the people who make that same profession, not even making a distinction between true followers of Christ and Constantinian Christianity, which has subverted the true followers of Christ. If you can't make that distinction, then I would expect some stuff like that. That's the reason why some of the stuff he says has any degree of credibility. But at the same time, if how you come at me is the way that he came I'd be like, dogs, do you? I ain't got nothing to prove. I'm just going to go. Well, go. and y'all hear John, may, right? Go ahead. If I may, all I'm saying is that whatever I was about to do, I'm going to go ahead and do it. If we're sitting down at a table, we about to go bowling, I was like, okay, just set that aside. Let's bowl. That, if that's what we're doing, because apparently you, you that that's not like the guys that came to my dorm room, their positions were not well thought out. He thought this out. That was an essay, basically. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. if that's your position, do you. But what will happen is that over time, if we still squad, because I, I wouldn't kick a dude out of my squad just because he has a different opinion. I don't care if you're gay. Yeah, I, if, if that's your lifestyle, do you. But if ever you decide you would like to talk about it, get at me. That's how I do. Let me ask you something, John, because it's, I'm so glad you're on the phone. I just appreciate the streetwise, the street wisdom, 
and I appreciate your past. I appreciate all the victories that were over you, and you know you're now mortgage. You deal with the mortgage and real estate thing. You're a different kind of guy than I am, and we have different angles on seeing things. Now this is why how I would handle that brother. I would first, if he's yelling, he wasn't really yelling. I think he was just talking. Uh-huh. He's making a video. He had to be animated. You know, you can't be all, well, this is how I feel about it. So I would, I would engage him. Now, if he start calling me names, that's the end of it. If he start disrespecting me, that's the end of it. But as long as he is attacking stuff that he actually experienced, I would have took it toe for toe. Like when he said the very first thing, he said, uh, we ridiculous. Uh, we 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 are uh, ridiculous. We reject logic. I would tell him, "What do you mean?" You know, he starts saying, "Who made God and all this?" I would say, "Well, who made you? Well, my mama. Who made your mama?" At some point, somebody made some. How am I? How am I ridiculous? How am I ridiculous? I would challenge every single thing. And I would first find out how much time he got. If his time is limited, I wouldn't challenge everything. But I would challenge a lot of these. I'd say, well, no. We are the logic. We are the standard. Yes, there was a God. You might not understand him. There is a God. Well, how can he be everywhere? Well, if he made you, you're not going to be able to understand something that make you. You can barely understand technology that man make. How are you going to understand a God that sit around and make people and create galaxies and stuff? Of course there's a God. Now, what's your logic? How do we get here? He's the one that's going to feel like he's not using logic. I will mop up the floor, and I have been mopping up the floor with gentlemen just like that, white, black, old, young, because we are the people of logic. When it's based on faith, it is based on faith. We are, That book addresses every aspect of this planet, science, math, technology. I don't want from those scientists. There's godly scientists just like there's atheist scientists. Don't believe the hype people that all in colleges is just scientists or atheists. That's not true. There's all type of creation scientists. Sure. Big Bang. I'm like I'm like Oral Roberts. I never quote Oral Roberts, but never. But I do like what he said on this. Well, there was a Big Bang. God created the Bang. Y'all created the Bang. Who created the Bang? Well, there was a Big Bang theory. Okay, who created the Bang then? I mean, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about apes? Who created apes? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then he goes on to say, um, we have double standards. I said, well, that's true. I said, the church is a hospital. Lie is supposed to go to church. Cheat is supposed to go to church. Molesters are supposed to go to church. They ain't supposed to be molesting nobody in the church. But you're right. When you end up in your pew, you might be sitting next to a molester. That's exactly where he belongs. You just need to have a doctor up there administering medicine. Now, if you ain't got a doctor and you don't have medicine and you don't have nurses at the churches, spiritually speaking, then you're in the wrong place. You got to get up out of there. But you're supposed to have all of these broken people there at the church. Some of them, if you don't be careful and keep your eye on the doctor, on the maker, on on the Most High, Yah of Israel, and His Christ, you will be hurt by some of the people broken around you. That's why brother said quit trusting mankind a long time ago. I don't trust nobody on this planet 
to some degrees. I'm talking about my family. I'm talking about my wife. I'm talking about my brothers and sisters. I'm talking about my mom and dad. I don't trust them. And here's a guy I really don't trust. That guy named Seth. I don't trust Seth. Seth have done things to destroy Seth. Talking about myself. Seth have lied to Seth. Seth have not fulfilled Seth's obligations. Seth have done things to destroy Seth. Seth have deceived Seth. So you think I'm going to trust myself? There's only one person I can trust that is pro-Seth 24-7, 365 days a year, and that is the Most High Yah of Israel. That's all if I may. we have. Go right ahead. So I think uh, the first snippet and the second snippet, I find a similar thread, and that's this. Both of those persons are not persons that I would personally look to engage. And the reason why is because I don't see them as persons who are truly looking for the truth of the matter. When you espouse your position as emphatically as that, the last thing you want to do is give up that position. So if you are going through with this particular guy and you are trying to logically lay out uh, uh, an argument that he might possibly espouse, the fact is that he's not looking for truth. He's looking to defend his position. And so to me, it would be a lesson in futility to have that conversation. And again, that's just my style. I'm not having that conversation. Do you? I'll do me. And if you want to talk about it at some other time, we can do that. But but I only am willing, even on this show, Seth, you've, you've, you've heard it a thousand times. If I feel like a person ain't looking for truth, I'm not engaging that. If all you want to do is win, take that to, to, to the playground, play kickball. Let me I, ask you I don't do that. Let me, let me ask you something, John. Let me ask you something. And, y'all, this is very good. Y'all listen to a very good open forum tonight. Brother Malachi came on and just lit a fire under us, and we've been swinging ever since. But listen, check this out. This brother on the line is completely different personality than myself. I want y'all to really see what's going on here. He is a believer. He has the spirit. John is the wisdom, wise above his years. Uh, he's a good businessman, I believe. But he has a different approach. I don't even know. I don't think it's wrong. Which is different. My wife, I guarantee you, would take his his approach. Guarantee. Are they wrong? I can't say that. I just know that there have been times I've engaged people, just like this guy saying the F-bomb in the first clip we played here where the lady really cussed out the church. I have warned people like that. Then there have been times I have lost, got into heated discussions, broke up fellowship, halfway peace. I mean, I have I have dropped the ball because Brother John was right. They was not open. You just have to be led by the Spirit, I think. I think you have to be led by the Spirit. I Agreed. would engage that brother because I could hear the ignorance, and he might not listen like John said, may not give up any ground at that point. Most men don't. However, eventually, 
he'll go somewhere and sit down and think about the things he, he that I would say to him. And I said to him, no, every, when he said, y'all not logic, you don't make sense, I would say, no, you don't make sense. You're just saying you're not hurting anybody. How does homosexuality not hurt people? And I would start talking about all the ways homosexuality destroys not just that individual, but an entire society. I would talk about it in such a way he would never say that again. I say you are harming us more so than a lot of these church people. Now I wouldn't probably say that, but I would say you are harming us as just like a lot of these church people you don't like. Cause he has ran to some bad apples, brother John. We can't deny that. We can't tell a guy he's lying. Now I ain't gonna do that. I'm not gonna say you lying. In his mind, we are prejudging. In his mind, when we all dressed up and covered, and he walk up in there with a do-rag, he feels judged, but we're in the house of the Most High. We feel like we need to cover ourselves and look nice. We ain't going to want no do-rag. We don't have no skirts all up because we feel like we're in the presence of the Father. Well, that's because we're learned people. We first came there. We didn't dress like that, some of us. So he feels that judgment. Then we're looking at him cock-eyed. We do look at people crazy when they dress crazy at church. That's not, that ain't no that lie. That's wrong. Let me get this out. Not all, please, not all. We just let's just establish it might be four people that do it out of a church of a of hundred. But that pain still hurts. I know because I was one. I was one of those ministers when I first was called. I didn't hoop, I just taught. But I was a young man around all these old people. Boy, them people put me through it. For getting up there and teaching. Instead of saying, God said, that's what they wanted me to do. Man, I went through it. I didn't want to wear a tie. I went through it. I went religious. I didn't say, praise God and the Lord said and the God and the Lord. I didn't talk like that. I went through it. That brother ain't making this stuff up. This is pain I went through. Forget him for a second. I went through it. I went through seeing people, racism in the church. What's the most racist institution in America? The church. Come on, Willie. That is hypocritical. That is a double standard. And so when he said, F the church, or better yet, he said, fuck the church. Okay, uh, come on. Feel his pain. I said it for a reason. I want you to feel that. He said, F y'all. You hurt me. I'm hurt. Last thing I'm going to do, Brother John, is go up to that brother and say, you lying. Nobody hurt you. I was hurt, devastated. It even, let me tell you what it does. And we're wrapping the show, by the way, folks. I'm just final comments here. But what this does, really, it pushes people outside of the church. They just say, I ain't going. I ain't going. I got to change my life and do all this stuff I don't want to do. No way. And, and, and sometimes they really do want to please the Father. Everybody's not wanting to just live. They really want to, man. And this is what I'm learning. I deal with these young people all the time on my job. They, and not just the job I'm on now, but just, just 58 years of living. These young people is on to something, man. There are big hypocrites in church. Big ones. And like they, like he said, when when y'all do what we do, you say you're forgiven, but we going to hell. We do <laughs> say that. You are going to hell. We are forgiven. And then we look down and you know what we're doing, and we sit in my grace and mercy. He, that's the truth. 
mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say, oh, not, that, that is the truth. So the young man is full of deception. He's ignorant in some areas. He needs somebody to challenge him. And here's another thing he needs, Brother John. I want to love you what you say. We're going to wrap this show up. Here's what he really needs, family and friends. Thank, again, those of you that's on the phone line, is full of people. And I got a hand up. I'm coming to you, Erico, 718-506. Listen, brother. That brother needs, he's ignorant. Well, he's ignorant, that means no information. He needs information. He's deceived, that means he's got half truth, half lie. Where he has a lie, he needs to replace with the truth. And where he believes in complete lie, he needs truth. So lies, deception, and ignorance is what that brother is going through. Then here's another thing he needs, then we go to follow lines. He needs someone from the church, preferably a minister, say, We're sorry. We are sorry. We, we're fought, brother. Not all of us, but we are sorry. On behalf well, of the let's church, hope that he gets I that apologize. Minister. I apologize. If I saw the brother, I'm going to let you comment, John, then we'll go to the phone line. I would say that, brother, brother, some of that you went through, I went through. I'm sorry you went through, got to go through that. I'm sorry you had to feel that pain. I am so sorry you went through that. I guarantee you, if you address this lies with truth and make an apology, it's going to work on that brother. I guarantee you, I know for a fact. Go ahead, Brother John. Then we'll come to you, Erico, 718 Anybody else with a question, comment, press 1. This will be the time to do it. Go right ahead. Simply put, I would hope. Like, like if, I, if I'm walking to the store and I run into this brother and through the course of conversation he finds out and I hate using Christian, but for the scope of this conversation, I'll just say, he says, I'm a Christian. And then he goes with that particular platform. I'm going to tell him, look, you do you. I'm going to go this way. All right? All right, be easy. I'm going to step. If he comes and continues with that, I'm going to tell him plainly, do you really want to get your ass whooped by a Christian today? Because you will get that. Now, I know you're probably thinking Christians shouldn't be whooping people's ass, but that's exactly what you're going to find if you don't get out of my way. Boy, now, I great. hope that he finds the bishop and the bishop can tell him that we're sorry. Right? Ooh, no. but I'm just, I'm a, just well, a realist. I'm like, if you, it, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if I, God expects me to walk in peace with all men as much as it is within me. If I try to step and you come at me, like, see, these people are antagonists. Those are antagonist (laughs) statements. If I'm trying to get away from you and you stay antagonizing me, I just simply have to revert to the block. I don't think he's the kind that would do that. You're talking about I'm not saying that he was. John, I'm not let's saying just that he not was. talk about yeah. those uh, over the top. No, let's, because what happened is you start those throwing all the crazy people the in there, then everybody's going to agree with you. No, let's talk about people that just Listen. pissed off. They're not crazy. Listen, there's no reason to be pissed off. Make your statement, keep it moving. That's all I'm saying. There are certain people who make it their career to try and demonize and berate Christians or any person that, of any religion. And so what's motivating them? Just say your piece and keep it moving, man. Just do do your work, work hard. You find your woman, have a kid, love your life. Do you? Why are you so? Let's see if this caller gonna agree with you, John. Hold on a second, okay? All right, then you we and then we'll be back. Now you can finish that up here. Okay, Erico seven one eight five zero six. That looked like a California number. Go ahead and give me your city and your name, please. Hello, can you hear me? 
We can hear you just fine, sir. All right. It's Jonathan. Uh, I'm calling from uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, Texas. Hey. Hey, Jonathan, what's going on, man? Long time no here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I agree with uh, everything you were saying at the end about the uh, showing the sense of compassion and basically letting the brother know that, you know, we're sorry that, you know, he had to experience that. But also, at the same time, he's generalizing. And when you generalize, we know in no matter where, where you generalize, it's wrong. You know, black people are generalized. White people are generalized, and he's basically now he's generalizing Christians. And for me, the logic that he's talking about, it doesn't make sense because what he's doing is he's generalizing. He's taking his bad experiences, and he talks about Christians not reading the Bible. But if he read the Bible the way he's saying that we need to read the Bible, the ones that he's saying, I guess, he's having these encounters with, then he would realize that those Christians aren't the standard. They're the exception to the rule. Like, they're the ones that are acting out and doing everything, but the Bible tells you clearly how you're supposed to act as a Christian. So why is he choosing the Christians that are not acting standard that they're supposed to act? So he's generalized. He kept saying not so, all Christians, though. Yeah, he kept saying not all Christians, but he's still generalized. Because if he wants to come with logic, then logic will tell you that you go by the standard. You go by the Christians who are following, the Christians that are going out there to the streets and helping people. You don't pick the ones that aren't doing it and say that – that's what Christians are doing. Obviously, those Christians are flawed and they need help. So if you really want to find out what Christianity is about, you will go to the Christians that are following Christ. They are being Christ-like. And so that's where I disagree with the brothers he brought up because it's like you don't pick the worst people. You pick the people who are the standard and you go and try to learn from them if you're truly interested in Christianity. If you're not interested in Christianity, you just got a problem with it, then just say that. But don't use the people who are basically flawed, and the people who are doing everything that the Bible says not to do as your way to vent and let out your frustrations about Christianity. Powerful, brother. You always come with some with a new aspect, a new angle. I appreciate you, brother. Really appreciate you. Yep, yep. Uh, before you hang up, though, I want John to comment on what you're saying and see if you have any uh, final words to him or myself. John, what do you think of what the brother was saying? Well said. I mean, I actually made the exact same statement early on where Jonathan says uh, generalizing. I say blanket statement, which they're basically one and the same. The guy was making blanket statements about Christians based on the, the chosen negative attributes of a few. So I, I, I applaud the statement. I agree 100 percent. I just want to well, make it home from the store. That's all I'm saying. I just want to make it home from the store <laughs> and be easy. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> well, Jonathan, that that was pretty good, pretty a uh, very, uh, very good angle. Uh, any other final comments, please? Uh, no, like like the brother uh, John said, like he had said it earlier. I just wanted to basically like you know reiterate it because you know like because it seems like the brother he he just can't like you say he could be hurt, he could be in pain, he could be going through whatever it is he's going through, but at the same time, you know. Everybody, whether you're a Christian, whether you're atheist, no matter what religion you practice, we all go through things with different people in, in different religions or belief systems or corporations, and they act a certain way. But you can't generalize. You can't take your bad experiences and then try to put it on that whole organization. That's not logical. You know what True. I'm saying? Because 
they don't even, like, if you were to go to the percentages, they probably wouldn't even make up 1% or 2% of that whole organization. You know what I'm saying? So you can't do that, you know? But, you know, but that's, like I said, we're all flawed as human beings. So I get it, you know? He's, he's flawed and he's acting out of emotion. So even when he believes he's being logical, he's being more emotional than logical. True. Good point. Y'all coming from some angles I quite didn't see. But listen, brother, I appreciate you. Appreciate you calling again. Good to hear your voice. Hopefully you'll call more on the show, brother. All right. Thank you for having me. All right, folks, and that was Mr. Jonathan all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Appreciate that, brother. Hadn't heard from him while on the show. And uh, John, appreciate you tonight, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you hanging out as long as you have. I think what we're going to do is wrap up this show. I want right. to do something. Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to let you go because I think you, you, you know, well, let me just go over this. I'm just going. I'm just going to name you at the end. It's the end. So I'm just going to go ahead and name the rest of these 25 really briefly, like in less than 30 seconds. Folks, again, I'm going to name 25 reasons you can't miss church, um, and I already named several of them. I'm going to try to hit some ones I didn't cover. Folks, again, when you are in the midst of a body of believers and they are really serious, some of them are going to be more consecrated than others. Um, and I promise you, the Spirit is going to use somebody in that room. And here's some of the things that could happen. Someone could be used in the gift of faith. Someone is going to be used. The Spirit moves upon these people and they believe. This is how salvation comes. Somebody actually is a gift in and of itself. The Spirit moves on a person. They believe. Uh, the spirit uh, moves on a person and prophecy goes forth. There's a lot going on in our world, and uh, we've done a lot of research. It's been a, thousands of hours trying to figure out what the Illuminati and all these people are doing. Well, if you have people in your church assembly, remember the scripture said, do not forsake the assembling of yourself with other believers. When you're with other believers, the more the better, uh, because that's the chances goes up of someone having heard or being used by the by the Father. So those of you that's looking at your preacher, Thomas you ain't going to church because he's hypocrites like the brother was just saying, uh, he's missing out on these things. Um, the Spirit moves in, on people, and there's something called a word of wisdom. Uh, uh, a wisdom comes, flows out of brothers and sisters, everyday flesh and blood like you. Listen to me right now. You may be used by the Spirit in these settings, these church settings, be it in Bible study or in a prayer meeting at your church or maybe just even in the parking lot at your church, but the Spirit will use you and speak wisdom to a, a young person or even an older person. You're missing out when you don't go to church, when you're not around the believers. Uh, here's one that you hardly ever hear talked about, and that is tongues. Spirit move upon a person, and if they are commit, com completely allowing the Spirit to use them, they'll speak in tongues. And if it happens in an assembly, the Bible talks about how somebody else will speak in tongues by the Spirit. Somebody else will interpret those tongues. And guess what will, what will go forth? I know some of y'all never seen this. And it's, I sound cuckoo for sure right now. But there is a such thing as being in a service, someone go off in tongues, and someone, someone else is giving the interpretation of those tongues. And that interpretation really and truly is something you've got to hear, you've got to experience before you leave this earth. It is powerful. I know you can't wrap your mind around it for some of you, but that's okay. It still don't mean it don't exist because you don't explain, you don't understand it. There is something called miracles. Here's 
probably the most popular of all the nine gifts of the Spirit. This is when the Spirit move comes on someone, like in, in the Old Testament, and the prophets do miracles, be it calling an axe head to float, be it uh, a having the sun stand still, uh, miracles. The Spirit comes upon Christ, and he does miracles. How many of us need miracles in our life? I mean, my goodness, do we not need that gift from the Spirit? This can happen when you're in church with believers now. Like John said earlier, you don't have to be in a big old church. You can be among two or three. But your chances goes down. You know it does by sheer numbers. If you got three people there, y'all can all be used by the Spirit. But you know in most cases, uh, that's not the case. I know somebody said, well, it's easy to get three people on one accord. And it is a thousand. That's true, too. But this is supposed to be an individual relationship. And then you go to church with other believers, and uh, so it is easy to get through people on one call once you get inside the building. That is true. But what happens if you live in right and you go, you take that spirit with you to the church? Then it becomes numbers. Uh, it's better be around more more believers like that. But it is true. When, like John was saying, if you have just a couple of people, he said, I am in the midst. So you can go to McDonald's and have church. You sure can. But I just don't know if the Spirit is going to speak, if you can get people on one accord in a McDonald's uh, in that setting and so forth. Um, these are just some of the reasons I'm looking at. Here's another one. Uh, the Father uh, needs to mold you for your ministry. All of us have ministries. I don't care if you're going to be a businessman. That's a ministry. Businessman is a ministry. You can worship the Father with your business. Hire all kind of people under the influence of the Spirit and really change lives. You can hire people, then you can by the Spirit hire people. You can hire a vice, pres vice president, and then you can by the Spirit hire a vice president. You can make a good deal. You can invest in something, and then you can by the Spirit invest in something. You can expand your business, and then you can expand your business by the Spirit. So don't tell me a uh, businessman is not in ministry. Of course, your ministry can be used to expand the kingdom of the Most High. Well, these things kind of fall by the wayside of you with two or three people. You might even have a businessman in the middle of your two or three people. So all I'm saying is, folks, don't, do not let these ministers hijack the church. It don't belong to him. The church does not belong to him. The church does not belong to the minister. It's not his church. It's not his church. I said it's not his church. So, again, y'all been listening to another great episode uh, on Five Smooth Stone Network. Um, Brother Seth, we have Brother John, and we're just closing out. Uh, Brother John, I'm going to ask you for your final words, and then I'm going to wrap this show up quickly here. Good show. Um, again, big ups to Apostle uh, Malachi. Uh, appreciate the words of Jonathan. Uh, they were timely. And again, to you, Brother Seth and Arlene, thank you all um, for all that y'all have done and impacted me, and I'm just happy to be a part of the show as we've done it over the years. Well, thank you, brother, and you were as articulate as possible, as, as always, and I love your, you're just a man, you know, you stand your ground, you're your own self, man, you're not trying to say things to make Brother Seth feel good, you disagree with me, and I love it, I just love talking to a man, just someone that's had their own mind and own spirit, and I love it, love it, that's what sharpened us, I do not like yes men around me or yes women around me, and I think they are damaging to all of us. So I appreciate you, brother, but I'm going to wrap the show. And thanks again for you stopping by. I appreciate it, okay? 
All right, Shalom. All right, Shalom, my brother. And that's Brother John Clark, Brother Yosef. And John, don't go nowhere. I want you to this last song, and, and the rest of y'all, stay tuned. This this last song is going to be a blessing to you. Uh, listen, next week, the black man, the black male, will be talking about how we misperception of the black man, uh, how we mistreat him. This kind of like what the brother was talking about, the, ten, the, the guy that was both of those clips, really. But we're going to talk about this, this black male and his frustration with the church and this disconnect and how we see him different and why we see him so different and how he feels so uh, 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 as an outsider and even disenfranchised by the whole business. But we're just going to talk about the black male, the black male and uh, our perception, his state, his true state, and then uh, the church, how we perceive him. And then the following week, if the Father says the same, we'll talk about the black family. Again, you've been listening to another excellent, hot, relevant, informative, insightful information on this open forum uh, tonight with uh, on the Five Swiss on Network. Y'all listen to this last song. It's going to be a blessing, I promise you. I love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night.
Hello